Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast. I am your new host, Zach Eastman. That is right. Ryan Frost has been booted from this show. He has been kicked to the curb. Kaput. He's done. You know why? Because I found two loyal minions who are willing to help me host this show in style. They've been with you for hundreds of episodes. Ladies and gentlemen, Bradley Haig and James Hart. Yeah, fuck you, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Technically, it's... 100 episodes and then like seven or eight more. I'm going to still say hundreds because I think you guys are going to go way <laughs> to the top of the hundreds. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Yeah, you will. <laughs> if you don't, then I want my money back. <laughs> <laughs> what, money? what money? Wait, we've been, have you been giving Ryan money? <laughs> this is one more reason we needed to get him off this show. I gave money. you What's $200, that jerk. What? <laughs> this is ridiculous. No one paid me. <laughs> Uh, we, he said he was going to give you one penny. I, I thought he was going to give you one penny, and that would be done. Me penny. Any pennies I get, I find on the floor. <laughs> this is this is unbearable. Well, so anyway, guys, on Real Nerds, normally what you would guys would do is to start with the fan mail, but I'm going to change it up, oh, no. and I'm going to uh, I'm going to start introducing it with DVD releases and Blu-rays. Are we ready for this? Yeah, let's do it, uh, Master. Um, should we in- to tell people what movie we saw this week? First? Yes, we should. And also support Tweaked Audio, maybe? Tweaked Audio. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, that's right. I'm Don't sorry. hurt me. Don't hurt me, Master. No, 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 no. No, you're right. You're much more benevolent than Ryan. I forgot. You're right. I forgot. You're right. I forgot. We are sponsored by TweakedAudio.com. You have any earbud problems? You have any earbud issues? If you have earphones that are from any of those regular companies that just like you know provide regular sound, you know, go over to tweakedaudio.com, and I believe that you guys get a discount if you guys are real nerds fans. Is that correct? Yeah, you do. Uh, you get one third off your uh, your total purchase if you put real nerds into the promo code. That's R E E L N E R D S. Ah, yes. So was that satisfactory? That. It was. Good job, James. <laughs> I like how Brad is holding the microphone up so close to his face. He's just so scared. Don't worry. Well, the I, pendulum I, is slowly not, falling I, above my head. Don't so. worry. Don't worry. I'm I, I'm not I, like I, Ryan. I'll be fine. Oh, I'll, thank I'll you. Thank you. Fair. You know, uh, I know Ryan just leaves it on, but if you could just turn off the pendulum, that would be great, it's and you'd okay. be my favorite it's host okay. ever. Don't worry. It's gone. Oh, thank you, Zach Eastman. <laughs> it's gone. It, there's no dramatic sound effects for that. You know, and um, and we also uh, we have a lot of great things to present to you today. We we reviewed a movie today, as I'm correct. We reviewed uh, a classic movie that was really a modern movie. As that's my review of it. But anyway, it's called The Lone Ranger. Yeah, we went and saw The Lone Ranger. Gore Verbinski. Gore Verbinski. Yes, uh, I call it classic because it's based out of an old radio show. But uh, I, I'm glad to talk to you two guys about it. Uh, but why don't we get into uh, jumping into the show? Um, James, uh, do we want to jump into some DVD releases and Blu-rays really quickly? Let's get that out of the way. Yeah, absolutely. DVD releases and Blu-rays. So maybe actually the number one highest, like most pre-ordered DVD of this week is Tyler Perry's Temptation. So if you missed... (laughs) Wait a minute. That's a movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you didn't see the trailers for this? I, I did not. Uh, so Tyler I'm a bad Perry's host Temptation. already. It's actually called Tyler Perry's Temptation, colon, Confessions of a Marriage Counselor. Uh, I believe it was a movie about some, like, a dude, he's a marriage counselor, and then he, like, has an affair, probably. Tempted and by things, probably. Yeah. There's some some temptation going on. I think he almost, ha- maybe he does or doesn't have sex with somebody else. Um 
Tyler, it Tyler like Perry's it was, able to have sex outside of his marriage? No, no, Tyler Perry's... Di- well, no, actually, Tyler Perry is directing somebody else having sex out of their marriage. Okay. All yeah. right. I, I figured um, that. But, yeah. But at yeah. the same it, time, I was just like, it'd be cool if Tyler Perry was trying to act that way. <laughs> the trailer looked like it was just packed to the gills with drama and suspense and melodrama and forced <laughs> suspense. Um, speaking of which, uh, the, the, right after that is The Host. The host comes out oh. this week. Which did you pre-order that? No, I didn't. The no, Stephanie didn't. Meyer thing, right? Yeah, not, yeah, yeah, We're not talking about the monster movie from Japan. No, 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 no. That movie's been out forever. Yes. <laughs> the Stephanie Meyer host, which I, I don't want to make fun of too much because I think that movie is palatable in all of the ways that Twilight isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, that movie is not the worst. If I had a daughter and she wanted to see the host, I'd be like, okay. And I would be able to watch that movie with her. And you think would not like, shun her. No, no, no. Exa- I wouldn't feel like it was teaching her horrible, horrible lessons. You know? <laughs> like, that movie has, a, you know, a main heroine who is kind of silly and has really bad voiceover. But it's still fine and strong at times. Are there sparkling vampires and glittery, glittery no. werewolves? No, 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 there's not. Well, there's sparkling aliens. Okay, so um, there's something sparkling in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and there are big hunky werewolves, but that's just in the weird part of the movie. Really? No, there's not. But that would be good. <laughs> you fooled me. Yeah. Damn you. <laughs> uh, I, I was apprehensive to see it uh, because I was just I, I saw the first Twilight with my sister, and I took her to see the previous the the next two after that, the New Moon and uh, Eclipse. I think yeah. it's called Eclipse. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked Eclipse out of all three of them. I thought Eclipse was fucking fantastic. But... I think that's the David Slade one. Yeah. That's the one that's... where the action scenes are actually kind of cool. And that's the one with the old Confederate vampire, <laughs> which I was yes. just like, that is so fucking badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some cool stuff in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's like... also a lot of dumb in that movie. But... Uh, although at the same time, I kept thinking, looking at a Confederate vampire and going like, I really want a Union vampire to go and kick his fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that one's the one where there's the scene in the like when they're in the woods and it's snowy at night and like the one vampire the the werewolf has to snuggle up against Bella because the the vampire doesn't have any body heat to keep her warm and she's freezing to death and then so so the werewolf like spoons with her and then just stares at the vampire the whole time like yeah I'm right. I'm right here. I'm right. I'm right. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping your chick. her warm. <laughs> keeping her warm. What the, do you think's going on? The one thing it's that, really creepy. The one thing I remember from that movie was that uh, uh, they had this scene and they were all in a tent, and it was uh, Bella went to sleep or something like that. Like I, I know the characters because my sister like she loves that series. Yeah, too yeah, yeah. Much. The tent. That's the tent. Yeah, she, she's in the tent, but then it's um it's Robert Pattinson and uh, Taylor Lautner, and they're in the tent together, and they're talking to each other and that was the first time that i realized oh my gosh these two are really trying this girl in the middle is stopping them from doing anything good <laughs> uh, and that and they have a really bad script but like oh yeah you know yeah. i i still maintain by my statement the only thing that would have made that movie great union vampire coming and kicks <laughs> some confederate ass <laughs> all right so the one thing that i actually did like as we were sitting here i actually did pre-order this is that um the Legend of Korra book one comes out on on Blu-ray this week. Yes. Um, so that's the Avatar one, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the the sequel series to Avatar: The Last Airbender. Spencer Kane loves that. He's been trying oh, to get me into it. I, it's so good. Would it you so Would you good. say it's better than the original series? Or? I would. I would say it's more. Uh, um, it's more adult. Um, it's a series that it's not quite as just you know fun and kiddish. You know, it's got a, a more of a script, like more of a, a main plot to it that they are following. 
but it is also just badass. It doesn't man. have too much like you know like the, the original Avatar series to me has like a bunch of like um, like sidebar gags like funny right. moments. Yeah, you know? and it it still has some of that. It definitely still has a sense of humor, but it's not that same like it's definitely um, aimed towards a slightly older like if if Avatar was aimed at eight nine year olds, this is aimed at. 12 13 14 year olds okay um which that... is also why the cast itself is older you know like they're like Corey and her friends are mid to late teenagers rather than being 8 to 12 year olds you know um but it's still it's just a brilliant show and really really there are things in the show that i am surprised they can do on a kid show um like like plot elements where i i don't want to spoil anything but the thing that happens at the end of the season is insane that that is on a kid show and when i say it to people they're like no fucking way like when you actually say out loud what happens at the end of the show you think you can't show that to kids and then they but, keep saying to you why are you watching the kid show but i would say oh, no <laughs> it's true it's true i get that all the time but uh I, I i went into rickles moment for a second but no i i i love i love the avatar series ever since like i saw the movie in theaters and i was just like this sucks uh-huh. and then i went and watched the tv show afterwards and i was perplexed i was like how could they have screwed this up but i would love to watch the legend of Korra. it's great it yeah. sounds and awesome it's shorter so it's something you could watch it in like a weekend really um, oh yeah, awesome yeah. it's that, only 13 episodes you just sold it to me i'll buy it right oh yeah now. good um and then the very last thing is spring breakers comes out this week on blu-ray <laughs> oh which, harmony mm, Corrine. I, yeah i can't believe it's it's so quick it feels like that just came out a couple months ago but um, and these I'm, days, I'm excited they to, to offer pre-orders for movies the day they come out in theaters. So. Yeah, way to go, Walmart. Yeah, um, still haven't seen it, but I'm I'm very excited. Like Matty O'Connor talks it up all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I really want to see it, James. And um, I'm a huge James Franco fan, so I'm gonna yeah, watch it. At that some dude is point. In everything now. I love him. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I was why I I watched that. Why is that one? I of love all, it. Of I all love of it. the 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 great James Franco roles recently. Why would you like one? me to talk about Oz? <laughs> we'll talk about Oz. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah. I watched I, Oz last night. I I love that movie. I I I I love James Franco. He's fucking awesome. But I I, I heard in Spring Breakers he's a little bit more seedier. You know, yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. more. I I both love and hate James Franco because he is fantastic. But he also like is a renaissance man and i am so envious of all of the the like talent and apparently time that he has to still be on like you know uh daytime melodrama shows and be writing books and directing you know faulkner novels and, and starring being... in general hospital which i do Wait, watch on a weekly basis <laughs> you do not. yes i do Oh wow! Because I heard he was on it when I found out he was on it, I started watching it. Is he on it that often? Um, he's on it pretty infrequently, but I watch it just to catch a glimpse. I don't get too involved in the story. I generally watch it just to kind of like drown out noise when I'm writing. Yeah. But when he's on it, I pay attention. <laughs> like he's he is he's a commanding force. Like I, I mean, not to get too far ahead into the show, but I saw this is the end. He's great, and this is the end. Yeah, it's fantastic. Oh man, he's great in that movie. I still haven't seen it. Yeah, I'm the worst. It's uh, no, you know what? No, no one really saw it, but you know, check it out. Uh, but anyway, so so that's this week. Yeah. Now, um, why don't we drag into some uh, box office news, fellas? Sure. This is the box office stats. <laughs> uh, Monsters University still took number one. I haven't um, seen it yet. <laughs> yeah. Despite, well, on here. Oh, yeah, yeah. White House Down was the movie we saw last week, which was uh, number four at $24 million. 
I haven't heard this episode yet. I need to know what you guys thought of it. Was it any good? Uh, is it down. any good? Is it yes. is it is White it Olympus has fallen good? <laughs> any, White House Down is any good, but it's not good. Uh, it's not White House. It's not Olympus has fallen good. Well, oh. Olympus has fallen is still the best I heard movie of the year. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like Channing Tatum though. I really do. Channing Tatum is the best thing about the movie. He he turns shitty parts of that movie into good parts of that movie. Jamie Foxx, not so much. He's okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I liked him in Django, so I'll forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, not, he's not doing his best. I mean, he has to know. be the president. Like, how comedic how, how, can the how, president how really be? How stiff can you be? That's a really tough role to play, like the president of the United States. You have to be upholding. You can't really be pulling out a machine gun and going like... Yeah. Well, now you haven't seen White House Down. Uh, and they don't even like uh, paint him as a like former war hero in the movie either. No, no, no. <laughs> so you, you think in, in a, you know when you're script writing that would be the easy thing to do. Like Independence Day, Bill Pullman used to fly oh, fighter yeah. jets in Desert Storm, but yeah, so White House Down end, he gets to be fucking awesome. just black president. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's. It's it's a little strange. I'm surprised that Man of Steel didn't try to still take the top spot. I'm surprised how much that's dropped off. So. Yeah, it has. You're right. Because um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Well, the competition know? was really fierce that's two true. weeks ago. The Heat so. is num- was number two, which I'm actually surprised at. That oh. I wasn't well, expecting made it to be... a ton of money regardless. I love one oh, yeah. half of that movie. <laughs> but it's also only been out for three weeks. You know, yeah. The fact that The Heat can beat it in its third week. It might cross I, $300 well million this it. weekend. Um. Yeah, yeah, it might with the holiday because it's about two and a half now. Well, which yeah. is well over its budget. It's doing fine. They're gonna make you know yeah. two, well, at, least, at least success already. Yeah, yeah. Well, looks like Sandra Bullock's continuing her uh, strong slide from the Blind Side. So <laughs> it seems like somehow, the world has somehow, changed since two thousand and nine. Somehow, anyway. She's sticking around. <laughs> so anyway, um, why don't we dig into some mail, guys? Feed me. Okay. Oh, yeah, we don't actually have music for mail, do we? Yeah, we do. Uh, do we? Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Just like that. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I know your show. You know, exactly you know what I'm listening to. I've been studying so that I could Do not contradict Ryan. our new leader, James. <laughs> oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Please don't hit me. It's okay to send him to it's the okay. crocodile you put sack. Me, you put me in a hamster wheel a couple weeks before. I'm going to put you in that same hamster wheel if you don't stop it. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, so we got a couple messages from Charlie Frost, who's been on the show before. Uh, he's actually the guy who does that real sweet, sexy music that you hear at the beginning. We should actually oh, yes, have the his theme song, right? Yeah, yeah. We actually should have him credited at the end when they're we're, that like that canned. Uh, oh yeah. Explain like how to reach us. There really should be a credit for Charlie yeah, Frost yeah, doing the theme say, song you know, in there. Music intro, intro by music Charlie by Frost. I, I would I would totally agree with that. As a fan of the show, I would say I would definitely love it if you guys credited like all the different people who did that stuff because yeah. those guys are oh, yeah. talented. Oh, but anyway, man, so song, fan mail. That song. <laughs> so if you ever if you ever decide to bring Ryan in as a guest, you can ask him to record that. If I ever bring in him on a guest <laughs> on uh, fans, fascinating topics and interesting conversations with Spencer Kane and Zach Eastman, <laughs> <laughs> then we'll record new it, show yeah. coming out soon. Check it out. Um, uh, but um, no. Uh, uh, I, I, I like that he did that music for you guys because it's nice lounge music and whatnot. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. It just gets you ready to... But anyway, so Charlie Frost said... Anyway, um, first he said, we need new, we need some new shit show reviews. Yes, we do. I'm sorry, I'm a slacker. Uh, have any of you seen Sharknado? Judging from the trailer, it seems self, uh, self-explanatory. Ter- tory. 
Uh, it's a tornado full of sharks. I, for one, am a fan of the ridiculous, shitty sci-fi channel movies. Uh, Alex Rex or Pterodactyl, anyone. Uh, I I do know about Sharknado. I haven't seen it yet, but that's because it came out on Sci-Fi Channel like this week. Um, Sharknado is really fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm looking I forward to it. I never miss a sci-fi uh, movie. Sharktopus made me stick to that channel oh, for yeah, a yeah. long, long time. And it's so dumb because Sci-Fi Channel could be a good thing. You know, there was a time when. You turned on the Sci-Fi Channel because you knew that there was a sixty percent chance that Event Horizon was going to be on, and you needed to watch it right then. Uh, that's gone the way of the dodo, and now they're making you know killer dodo movies. Didn't they used to have just... like Torchwood and like uh, the yeah. Tin Man? And... What? Well, yeah, I think I think Tin Man was wasn't that a network series. television? No, it was. Or was that sci-fi? I I thought it was sci-fi because I remember going to Comic Con and seeing it on there. But I remember watching that. But I know that uh, Torchwood was on there. For yeah, a long, but the, long Torchwood time. is actually BBC. But they just owned. They had they had the rights to Doctor Who and all the Doctor Who stuff for a while, and then BBC America had got it back. So now, if you're watching Doctor Who, which is great because it used to be that Sci-Fi Channel wouldn't air it for six months after it aired in BBC. Right. Um, so now you actually get your Doctor Who on time, but. Right. Um, well, I'm glad yeah, we got just it back, gone... but that's how I got into it. So. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, there was a time when they were doing your Battlestar Galactica shows and stuff like that, and despite how much I don't like the last two seasons of that show, it was at least decent and well produced, and it would be nice if they were doing something like that again. But I'd agree with you. It's it's not it's not strong, but it's not it's not weak either. Yeah. You know, it's at, it's, it's at least at least we have Sharknado. Yeah, you know. at least we have Sharknado. <laughs> at the end of the day, yeah, but yeah, I'm. I'm I liked gonna... the finale of Battlestar Galactica personally, but you know, it's 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 a preference thing. You know, at the end of the day, I'm glad that they ended it on the note that they did, as opposed yeah. they could have gone, they could have gone in shittier ways. Yeah, so. I I always tell people to watch the first two seasons and then tell themselves that New Caprica at the end of season two is actually Earth, and then just stop watching. Ooh, if you, that's if you, smart. That's smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> after season after season two, all character motivations go out the window. Nothing makes sense anymore. All right, um, James is my new first in command. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Brad, suck Sorry. it, Brad. What's <laughs> going on? Uh, Charlie also sent us this infographic. Uh, Brad, did you get to see a I chance did. to see this? Yeah, it's it's basically a um, it's a graph of the highest grossing franchises of all time. And what's really interesting is I just saw a commercial this week for something with Star Wars. Um, well, I think it was one of the video game things. But anyway, and they talked about Star Wars being the, you know, the the most successful franchise of all time or the biggest franchise. It's not. I didn't, I didn't need an infographic to tell me that. Well, yeah, but I never would have thought of James Bond as as really being like yeah, we had that bigger question. than Star Wars. It's had twenty three years on it though. So. Oh yeah, no, and and twenty three movies. And this chart's adjusted for inflation, by the way. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we had a question at trivia for that, and uh, I think we yeah we put Star Wars or um, and the answer was James Bond by quite a bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. Um, but it's a cool little thing. I guess we should throw it up online somewhere. Is Star Wars even the second one? I think Harry Star Potter Wars, is... Star Wars is two. Harry Potter is three. Yeah, okay. Uh, just Marvel in general is, is four, but that's just like the phase two stuff that's not including Spider-Man. Or stuff. X-Men. Yeah, or X-Men. Uh, then Lord of the Rings, Batman, Pirates of the Caribbean, Spider-Man, Indiana Jones, <sighs> Twilight. And then strangely enough, Jaws is, is like in the top ten there. If you look um, at the Jaws uh, color bars... It's all Jaws 1 and then Jaws 2... And well, Jaws three. Jaws one is almost as big, adjusted for inflation, as like even 
like some other whole it, franchises. It's almost uh, it's it's almost as big as uh, the Fast and the Furious. It's almost as big as Mission Impossible. It's almost as big as Superman. The whole it's, franchise. The whole Superman. yeah yeah yeah. We're talking about Jaws one, two, three, and four, right? No, no, no we're just, just talking about Jaws, Jaws one. Just okay. the first Jaws. Just Jaws. Jaws one, adjusted for inflation, is almost as big as the entirety of Superman. Yeah, that's insane. And everything below it. And yeah, yeah, and everything below that. Even the quest for peace. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I was looking at those stats. That is depressing. 1987, like it grossed 15 million dollars. It was out of theaters in three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but it was the revenge. <laughs> man. Uh. So yeah. Wow. That's that's amazing. <laughs> Uh, and then we also got a message from uh, James Cormanick, who we did an interview with at DCC, but it's not out yet. But it's coming. Don't worry. Um, it has been edited. Oh, shoot. But I pulled up the wrong one. Oh, dang. Now we, now we just have... Here we go. Huge thanks to the Real Nerds Podcast for the 30 Days a Night hardcover signed by Temple Smith. Cheers. And then he sent us a picture of it. Because uh, we sent out the the all the... Uh, gifts and stuff, the prizes that people won uh, if you stop by our booth at DCC. Um, if you haven't checked your email in a while and you're one of the people who entered, you may be, uh, we may be waiting on you to get back to us, by the way. Uh, but James was an awesome guy. I talked to him for like 20 minutes um, and it was really cool. And he got an awesome book with a great sketch inside. So thank you, James. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's mail. That's mail? Yeah. That's mail. Excellent. No, no letters from our friendly friend from across the coast. <laughs> no, 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 nobody who, who seemed to love the Great Gatsby. <laughs> I'm still obsessed with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it's time now that we dig into some real news. It's real news. Things are messed up. This is a, very I'm changing it up for you guys. <laughs> uh, so, Brad, explain something to me, because I'm a layman, and I don't understand. More like lame. I don't right, understand guys? Ninja Turtles. Oh, what up top? Okay, now Brad's my second in command. <laughs> command exactly. changes. Don't. I don't really understand Ninja Turtles. Um, but apparently they have really messed up who Shredder is in the new one. Tell uh, me about what they're doing and they why sigh. it's dumb. What happened to Shredder? Uh, so they're rewriting his origin. Um, why? Because they're, rewrite- <laughs> they're making a new movie. They because, have an origin there. Because <laughs> Michael Bay follows a success template for making money. Hold and on. It's, Michael Bay is producing. Yeah, I, I don't not know if it's just, just all not, him. Yeah. A producer is un- Again, a lot of times I'm more powerful than the director. I'm going to defend pain and gain for the rest of this year, so let's give Michael <laughs> Bay a break for the rest of the year. <laughs> I'm just saying it's That's not fine. all That's fine. It's his original it. thing, but like on producing stuff, like he's still the power yeah. No. Yeah. I'm power. sure. Yeah, I'm I sure. Mean, I'm sure he has a word in it. You he know, could but, easily walk in yeah. and say, "We need to stick to the the original more." He's got and, the money. It's his production yeah. company. You're right. Like, you're right. You're right. Jonathan Liebston, you're gonna do what I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, Jonathan Liebston. Yeah. I, I I think that there's like it's it's strange like the way they've been like changing up like it, the this whole movie has been a bipolar experiment of like oh now they're gonna be from space oh now they're gonna be regular turtles and now Megan Fox is gonna be April O'Neil. <laughs> it's just, it's yeah. been bipolar all over the board. It's if the Michael Bay's trying to tell his life story through the Ninja Turtles in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's trying to shoehorn it into the Transformers template. Well, and uh, and that's you know, why... if he wants to do it, that's fine. I, I'll i go see the first one. 
Great. Well, uh, the I old fans like sequel. me will just be sitting there going like, well, at least the old ones still exist. You know, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like, it, it's funny that, uh, you know, it's funny that I used to watch, I used to watch a little bit of Transformers growing up as a kid. That's the only reason I went to the movie the first time. Um, like, even as a teenager, like, I was... I was smart enough to know, like, maybe not go into this because I knew who Michael Bay was and what he's known for, like, the island. But, um... I love that movie. I, I don't. But <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a, you know, there's a part of me that thinks that it, the first one might be fun and then if they do a bunch of sequels, then it might go down the road. So I'll, I'll just enjoy the first one for what it is, but... Yeah, I'm going to give it a chance, but my expectations are, like, way down here. Yeah. I, I feel you. As a... Big fan of the Ninja Turtles. I don't it's, disagree with Megan Fox as April O'Neil. I don't like in the grand scheme of things. Like that's the that's it is a commercial like commodity, and also she's not a bad actress. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. She's to me, she's not a bad actress. She's, I think she's probably a bad person. She, <laughs> but not not the worst actress. You, you I'm not going to comment. You never met her. Um, <laughs> but what, but a, what was your question? To be, uh, uh, so with. so um, what are they changing it to, and how is that different than what he's supposed to be? Uh, I forget what the news bit this week was but uh it might have been a few weeks ago they said william fickner's playing shredder and shredder is a japanese character yeah it's straight his origins like the whole backstory behind the turtles is that aruku saki you know kills comes to america to kill hamato yoshi it's this japanese feudal thing and that's kind of like how they know how to be ninjas and stuff like hamato yoshi's training is based off the training and yeah the, uh, it's just that whole japanese them. history like yeah. influence is um but i mean i don't have the entire plot synopsis but now that unless they like tape william fickner's eyes down <laughs> uh he's gonna be just some american general who's flipped his lid and is like using his power to be a super criminal that's Aww. that's that's not as good that's that's a bit shameful <laughs> yeah, like yeah and he's part of the military he's a military background so it's just like again transformers like i, I liked fickner but gosh yeah, he's a good actor and Did like, you see i'll drive give him a chance angry? but uh no, no. but he's i saw great wrong drive angry he is <laughs> have you seen him in wrong yes yeah <laughs> he's a good actor don't get me wrong so i'll give him a chance see what he can do but but just like as a hardcore ninja turtles fan, I'm just like, what is going on? Spoilers for later, this is but not I think how really this goes. Good in the movie we saw tonight. Um, yeah, yeah, that doesn't sound that doesn't sound as much fun. So yeah, he's supposed to be Japanese, James, and he's not. Yeah. So I don't know why his how and, his and origin. And he's not, and he's not just going to be like a samurai master kind of ninja dude. Yeah, he's he might have ninja training. Guy. They might explain it. I don't know. Yeah. It's just maybe he gets struck by a meteor, and that meteor is carrying some kind of ninja training. And it strikes him on the head, and he becomes like a super ninja. He, I would expect that. Contains a bunch of ninjas for dummies books. Quickly, <laughs> break out final draft. We gotta write that script. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be our tusk. Hollywood, I got a big project for you. <laughs> Speaking of uh, things that Brad loves, maybe kind of hurting him, uh, they are gonna put out a giant Dark Knight Ultimate Collector's <laughs> Edition super badass thing that Brad's gonna spend a lot of money on, even though he already owns them. I'm not gonna Whoa. buy it because. Are you really? I mean, I would want the Mondo postcards, but like then you gotta get the rest of the stuff. The most of the discs are the same features, except for maybe three new like retrospective documentaries, like analyzing the impact of the trilogy, yeah. and then the little toy cars, which I don't really. But it's a cool box. It's cool, I'm but it's a hundred dollars. I love my steel books even better. Oh, so all right, well then you win. Yeah. You win. Sorry. If they're uh, gonna have retrospectives on the Dark Knight specifically, I will watch it because yeah. the Dark Knight DVD and Blu-ray. 
the Blu-ray had a lot, but literally nothing else beyond that. Like it was, it was pretty bare bones to me. Like I wanted documentaries, I wanted interviews with yeah. Keith and Rises is pretty good. Like there's some pretty in-depth uh, into how they actually made the movie. Rises is very like in-depth yeah. <laughs> to be sure. Like their their commentary. They even nice. got that sweet Batmobile documentary on there too. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's cool. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, James can buy the box set and I'll watch the uh, new stuff. <laughs> no, I already own them all. <laughs> Uh, You're not gonna I, buy it either. James no, 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 no. Yeah, but if, I, if the you, box was something cool, like it transformed or something. Uh, no, it's just sexy looking. Um, like sexy. it opened up and like revealed the Batcave or something. Like, yeah, that'd be cool. Like? It's it's oh. still a good looking set, but I mean, I've got most of it already. So yeah, oh, that's that's why I'm in there. Um, still, when it's first time it drops in price, you're gonna buy that thing. Yeah, maybe if it's like twenty bucks. So it looks yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not too bad. But yeah. like, I, I mean, I like it, the Batman's inside Batman's logo. I think that's kind of cool. I like that. One. I want them to do like every Batman movie in one big collection, like Tim Burton Batman and uh, the, that'd be hardcore. Yeah, it you would call it the Michael Uselin Batman collection. Yes, exactly. The Michael <laughs> Only not in, not include the shark Batman. spray one. Mm-hmm. Bring me the shark yeah. repellent bat spray. <laughs> I might get that shattered Batman uh, emblem on my as a tattoo. Thinking about it, that'd Ooh. be cool. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be detailed. That's You'd hardcore. be in there for a while. <laughs> yeah. uh, Brad, you watched Breaking Bad. I do. Uh, and they've been talking about this Saul Goodman spinoff for a while, and I still don't believe it's going to happen. The, I don't talking to the side of the mic, James. I don't understand how what <laughs> you're talking to the side of the mic. Just oh, <laughs> I, I don't understand how this is going to be a thing. Like I don't even know that I would want to watch a show all about Saul. Would you? Uh, I again, they've just only been talking about it. They don't explain what the premise is. If it's going to be a comedy, or is it going to yeah. be still in the vein of the universe that Breaking Bad set in? Like I don't. Even if it is, I can't tell if this is simply them terrified of the fact that that show is going to get canceled and or that that show is going to end and that they just they have to find a way to make money off of it a little longer or if they actually have a good idea. All I hear is like, oh, yeah, we're going to do it. Okay. Be weird um, if they like started going off into that like fucking Happy Days mode where they just start like <laughs> spinning off characters Saul from Goodman that show. Gets a motorcycle and jumps over a shark <laughs> tank. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd watch that in a yeah. heartbeat. No, no, you turn. You... I'm in season four of Breaking Bad, so I I don't know anything that's happened beyond that. So mm. you you turned it into like an episodic, like an NCIS kind of thing where somebody ridiculous comes into his office, needs to hide some money or a body, and he helps them using like crazy science and he has like a a weird partner who's like a goth girl you know like you that's that's how you make the show just really tongue-in-cheek slapstick dumb sitcom kind of bullshit i would watch that but anything else i don't know or he becomes the one who knocks <laughs> oh <laughs> who knows spoilers for the end of breaking bad how much better kid Anyone in this town get Saul? Saul Goodman kills Walt, Walt, uh, Walter White and takes over the meth lab. That would be insane. <laughs> Without you guys spoiling anything, that would be insane. <laughs> uh, well, we still haven't seen it. We still haven't seen. I it love yet. that show because it's about. I, I love how it's about a man just turning pure evil. Yep. It's just it's fucking perfect. Yep. Um, but anyway, so we've got. Uh, we know one more thing. Oh, we do. Sorry, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. one more no, thing. I'm sorry, I, I heard an and, alert. And maybe the thing. Now. No, maybe the thing. If that Zach I'm... says there's no more news, James, there's no <laughs> more news. Uh, sorry, do not I'll upset go. our great leader. I'll go back in the cage. <laughs> Get um, back on your hamster wheel, Mackie. <laughs> uh, speaking of of that though, uh, Cabin in the Woods is going to get a not a ride at Universal Studios Orlando, but a maze. Basically, they're going to build 
uh, a giant maze, spoilers for Cabin in the Woods, sort of, but inspired by the whole uh, boxes with horror stuff inside of them thing at the end of the, sh- of the movie that, that you're going to be able to walk through. It's going to be sort of like, they, they are describing it kind of like a, uh, like a haunted house, you know, like a Halloween haunted house where they're going to have not animatronics, but uh, professional scare people dressed up as a bunch of the different crazy shit that's in the end of that movie. And you'll walk through it and they'll scare the shit out of you as you go through. I think that sounds awesome. So man. we've, we've already, I would sp- never want to go through it cause I'm a pussy, but I, <laughs> I think it sounds awesome. Other so people the boxes are- rotate and all of a sudden ET shows up in one of the boxes. <laughs> James just like pisses his pants. Fuck this shit. Yeah. James. Turn it off. Turn off the ride. <laughs> Dude, so we already specified that spoiler alert, right? Okay, cool. Yeah. Can we get stabbed by a unicorn in that <laughs> ride? <laughs> yeah, there should be there should be a little Can a merman come up to me and start just eating me? <laughs> There's gotta be a merman. When you exit through the gift yeah. shop they just have those unicorn horse heads that you can like wear and <laughs> Oh, that would be so I, perfect. I, I have a feeling that what it'll be is that you'll as you, you'll go through the maze and at first it'll be like the boxes and then at some point you'll emerge from an elevator onto the floor of that thing and then there oh, the and thing. then the, there'll be some of those like free and you've got to like get out you know if they if it's just the boxes that's not as cool but i'm sure you're going to end up on the floor i uh, there'll be a place where a unicorn runs down the hallway at the end like you just know it's going to happen it's be, got to it'd be cool if universal just like spent the money on a big animatronic hand that would come up and grab you at the end oh. <laughs> I just I love that the fact that that movie ends with Nine Inch Nails like that was just to me like that movie was so perfect already and then it ended on that song <laughs> it was just perfect uh, all right so that now that's news that is news okay thank you thank you minion <laughs> You're welcome all right so now it's been to what we have been watching so James what have you watched um well I'm gonna start off with something that I sh- I, I unfortunately forgot to wa- talk about last week, even though uh, it was probably the thing I was most excited about talking about last week, which is that I got a chance to go see Contiki. I've been talking about this movie quite a bit ever since. They put out like a, a little featurette online that came on to Slash Film that was about the making of the sharks. Spoilers, there's sharks in this movie. Because um, they've got these, uh, these amazing CG sharks in there, and I just thought, this looks cool. And the music was really cool, and I thought, okay, this is one of those little... Every now and then you see a trailer for an indie movie and you're just like, oh, okay, this is one of those ones I definitely got to try to check out. And I it kept having opportunities to go see it and then missing them. And, you know, Denver Comic-Con came up right when that movie came out here in Denver. And so we were a little bit busy. So I finally got a chance to go see it at the Cher Artiste. Uh, and it's fantastic. Um, the, Contiki is the story of Tor Heyerdahl, who back in like 1948, I want to say, 47, 48, a little bit post-World War II, um, he was an anthropologist and he... Uh, he stumbled upon this theory that the the like Polynesian like Pacific Islands were actually colonized by people from Peru and South America, and everybody was like, "No, this is bullshit. That's a really far way. Nobody could ever build a raft to float that far." Uh, but he was convinced, uh, and so convinced that he ended up like building a raft. And and building it to the specifications of the time, so like no wire involved, like all everything made out of wood, uh, and then just pushed the raft off and floated using the currents and a sail to try to get to these islands. Um, and it's really and it, like a it's a really inspiring story of this guy who, despite everybody telling him that you can't do this and 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 putting his life on the line and his family on the line and all this stuff and the guys with him because there's like four guys who come with him. Uh, just to prove this one theory 
but it's fantastic. The the big thing is, and the thing that I think sells this movie to people is, at one point they're going to fucking murder some sharks in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's awesome. Like, And you don't even know that that's what's going on when it first happens. Like, the like they're sailing starts. and they get distracted. They're just like, this is yeah. boring. Let's just kill those sharks. Yeah, like they're all, <laughs> like the one dude is there and he's got a guitar and he's like well, singing songs. And the guys are like, fuck, you've, you've played this song before. And that guy walks over to the edge of the raft reaches one hand into the water and just pulls a shark out and stabs it to death. Yeah, that's how, that's how it happened. No, that's not how it happened. I was going to say. <laughs> but it's pretty awesome. The way it happens is really awesome. Uh, and it's actually the... Uh, at the time they were they had a guy there who they only brought with them to film it because then they he wanted to make a documentary about this um so they ended up they tore hired all cut that footage into a documentary and they won an oscar like in 49 or 50 something like that for Mm -hmm. best documentary that year and so when it was over when when this contiki was over i went home and i could go onto youtube and be like there's no fucking way they were killing sharks like that and then i could see footage of them hunting sharks and talking about hunting sharks and like pictures of Tor Heyerdahl holding up these dead sharks. Oh man. On it's a so man-made cool. raft. Yeah. And I mean, that's not, that's not, that's not 40 minutes of the movie is them killing sharks. It's like two scenes. Um, but it's just badass. Wow. Uh, and it's, you know, they, they, they go through all kinds of different struggles trying to get there and you just really feel like they've, they've done something really brave trying to prove this theory. Now, I don't know if it's worth it, you know? Like, ah, maybe we don't need to know where those people came from, you know? Maybe you could have thrown a pineapple and put a beacon on the pineapple and see if the pineapple gets to that island. That would have been safe, too. (laughs) But uh, I'm just saying. Does the documentary cover them, like, having to watch each other take a shit in the ocean? No, but no, but the movie does. I don't know if the documentary <laughs> does. They took a shit in the ocean. <laughs> there, is this, there is this really good scene where there's like one guy peeing off the side of the raft, you know, and it's this, it's this big rickety raft. I mean, it's it's large. It's bigger than this room that we're in, but it's you know still just a wood raft. And so he's standing there peeing off the side of the raft, and this one guy just like yells at him and goes, "Hey, hold on to something!" And the guy goes, "Oh, yeah, that you're right." Because if, if they fall in the water. There, there is no steering the raft. Like they've got a, they've got a sail so that they can help themselves around a little bit. But there, and there's a rudder. But there's no way you can get to somebody. Like, if somebody falls in the water, they might be dead. Especially considering all of the sharks. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, it's 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 really good though. Um, I would definitely recommend. Do they ever run into any giant octopuses in the movie? No. Damn. Damn. <laughs> the cra- the, that's actually the end of the movie. They, you don't know this, but they <laughs> are defeated by the giant kraken. They never made it. We, we don't know. It's exactly like the perfect storm, <laughs> only way more interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, and there, there's also this really cool part where um, it's just the way that it's it's filmed. They're sort of paying homage to the fact that all of the all the astronauts pay um, sort of. Uh, talked a lot about how inspired they were were by Tor Heyerdahl as like this modern explorer and that that sort of us getting to the moon was was based on his theories that you know if if we really put our minds to things we can we can really do anything and that we can go however far we need to for science to prove points Um, and the movie is just beautiful and and encouraging Um, so go check that movie out for sure Contiki Uh, it's called Contiki Contiki yeah Contiki was the um he when he's on the island at the beginning of the movie as an anthropologist he talks to like the islanders and Kantiki is the name of the sort of god that they believe brought them to those islands mm-hmm. and in their legend he, they say that they came from the west or from the east 
which which was one of the first things that he was like, wait, uh, no, no, we've been telling you you came from the West. What are you talking about? I've read um, I've read about the doc before, the one that won the Oscar. So yeah. I, I didn't know they were, had made a, uh, a, a feature kind of like narrative yeah. about it. That sounds awesome. Oh, yeah, it's really cool. And the guy who plays Tor Heyerdahl is, is fantastic. Um, and not, you know, the, everybody's Swedish, but it's in English. So you don't have to worry about, you know, if you are not somebody who can read. I don't have to worry about reading. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I unfortunately I can't hardly pronounce his name. It's like Paul Sverry Hagen. Anyway, he plays uh, Tor Heyerdahl, and he's fantastic. Um, so hopefully we'll see him in more stuff. Uh, I also got a chance to rewatch Oz, which I think is still a fun movie. The Sam Raiminess of that movie is is really good. James Franco, man, James Franco. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> what a dick. No. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, We've already and, had this discussion. <laughs> and then. Uh, I also got a chance to watch Robot and Frank, which Yay. I hadn't seen before. Yeah, Brad was the only one, or no, has Ryan seen it yet? I don't think he no, has. No, no, no. You were the only one who had seen this movie. I saw um, it in the theater. And Cora saw it and told us, that, oh, yeah, James is right. Or no, no, not Cora, uh, Kelly McQuaid yeah. wrote in and said that she she had watched it uh, and that we should, or that those of us who hadn't seen it should. Um, so I finally got a chance to watch it. The, first of all, the funniest thing about this is that I, so I went to Redbox and rented the DVD. And brought it home, and the uh, the first thing that happens is there's this really long commercial for Blu-ray, and then there's all these trailers for upcoming movies, all of which end with this giant like stylized Blu-ray logo that's like, "Wow, Blu-rays are cool." <laughs> this movie is not available on Blu-ray. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter how much you tell me I should have bought this on Blu-ray, I can't. You won't let me. It's ridiculous. Pisses me off so I, much. Why? Why in the modern? I mean, day? you can get it in uh, high definition on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as far as a disc copy, it blows. Yeah. That that seems ridiculous in this day and age when everything's already on Blu-ray. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. That, that seems. Ridiculous. And the DVD that they're selling is thirty dollars to own it. And I don't know why. Yeah, especially especially with indie movies, I don't know why you don't just package a DVD Blu-ray combo only make one so you don't have to produce a bunch of other stuff just make that make it 20 bucks or whatever and you know film people will buy that you know yeah especially well, yeah. especially for indie movies I usually am willing to pay a little bit more for for my independent movies and my Disney movies god damn it Disney, <laughs> Disney will never drop their prices have you seen Iron Man 3 it's like 40 bucks for the 3 disc Jesus Christ, and then man. there's a 3D version how are the prices going up like, how is that possible? Uh, Man. I mean, uh, they do load their stuff. It's the economy. Uh, I, mean, I know they're good Blu-rays, but... Still. Come on now. Yeah. I, I have a hard time believing that you wouldn't sell more copies if they were at a reasonable price yeah. like they were two years ago. Um, I but, paid up the butt for Toy Story 3, so... Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Disney movies, I'm willing to do it. Disney movies, for some... Because they are so... Because I know they're never going to drop their price... I end up just going like, you know what? This movie's really good. I'll pay for it. Yeah. And they're comprehensive. Like, you get a lot of stuff. Yeah. Them. They're oh, really, yeah. They, they're they really well. They don't skimp. They don't skimp. Yeah, they're really well-produced Blu-rays. You know, as soon as you put the Blu-ray in and it does the, like, hey, do you want to watch the trailers or not? Do you want this in English? Like, they've they put the timestamp on the on the play movie button so you know how long the movie is. It's like, crazy stuff like that where they're just, they're uniformly great Blu-rays. Um, but, but the movie. The actual itself. movie itself charming as fuck <laughs> man that movie is so much fun basically it's they should put that on the blu-ray release Char- yeah charming as charming, charming as, fuck. as fuck james real nerds podcast uh they 
if you if you haven't seen uh, the trailers for it, basically Frank Langella plays this you know older old guy um, who he he's sort of starting to lose his mind. I don't or, or lose his memory. I don't think he necessarily has Alzheimer's. He's just a little bit got some dementia. He's a um, yeah. He's an old guy. I don't. I, don't th- I mean, I don't think they ever say Alzheimer's. Um, but because part of part of it is that he doesn't have any regiment, he doesn't ha- get a lot of visitors or anything like that. So there's not a lot of regular stuff in his life, and so um, his mind's not all there. Yeah, yeah. His yeah. his mind's just not all there, he and it plays into the twist, things. so he can't. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so his kids, who because he lives sort of out in the woods, can't visit him often enough. They buy him a robot because it's in the near future, and this robot is like a butler. It's gonna you know, cook for him and stuff like that. But it's also there for his health to like tell him when to wake up and tell him when he should go to bed and tell, you know, try to try to get him into a a sort of a routine so that his memory, so that his brain stays active. So that he's not just lying around reading the same book all day. Um, And, but, but what you very quickly find out is that in sort of the prime of his life, he was a cat burglar. And so at first though, he hates the robot. He starts to befriend it and, you know, interesting things start to happen between him and the robot um and it's it's a really fun movie mm-hmm. got some oh man some <laughs> when the when like the cop and the and the neighbor first show up and the neighbor's just like why why aren't you you know arresting this guy you know and the cop's just like oh no i'm a big fan of this guy that that whole scene is hilarious mm-hmm. um i think the robot who who does the voice of the robot i kept meaning to look this I up think it's pierce Skarsgård. um mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Skarsgård. Uh, but it's really, he's really charming and you like him. And it takes an interesting take on robots too because it's not, it doesn't stick to the Isaac Asimov stuff. Like he is, he's not necessarily programmed the way that you would expect him to. The three laws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are there are things that he's able to do that you think like, oh. He's willing to skirt the rules yeah, as long as you yeah, yeah. define it in yeah, a certain way that makes sense to him. He's basically only there to help uh, Frank, the character, um, like that's his only goal. It's like if if it helps Frank get better and stay healthy, then that's what's most important. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's a. Really I like that fun it doesn't movie. follow the three laws. Like I, I yeah. I've only known like the I saw the trailer and they showed all the voices and I looked it up and everything. I tried to find this in a theater in Denver for so long. Yeah, but but that sounds awesome. If he's not following the three laws, that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's just enough of a hint mm. for you to you know. Because yeah, again, I don't want to spoil anything that that any of the cool stuff that happens. But uh, yeah. and it's only like an hour and a half long. It's a really easy little watch. Yeah. Um. So for sure, check that movie. I out. was just reminded of the other side story where like hipsters are trying to take over the library. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Turning into the idea of a library. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because it's in the future where like like you know obviously books are obsolete, but but apparently hipsters in the future have decided the books are really cool, but they don't actually want the books there. Like, they think libraries are cool, <laughs> but the books are useless. So they just turn it into a community zone. <laughs> but, but they still call it a library. Like yeah. It's, it's it like hilarious. The fucking, like, and they chuck the is books. It's like the fucking, like, little, yeah. like, like, fucking, like, restaurant from fucking Saved by the Bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It took me a while, but I got there. Um. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So that's, that's what I watch. Oh, and I also... Um, this is technically not a movie, but I also played The Last of Us and beat it this week. And not only is that one of the greatest video games I've ever played, it's probably the greatest zombie story I've ever been told. That's the one Straight where the, old, the the grizzled old man and the young teenage girl are fighting zombies. Yeah, yeah they're wandering through the, through the woods, and 
I, I honestly I can't tell you too much about the story because the way that they tell the story is why it's so good. If it's um, on PS3, are, I'm playing it. So. It is. It is. Oh, yes. um, it's well, the it's the reason that you should own a PS3. <laughs> like I have friends who almost bought PlayStation threes because of this game. Um, What's the style of gameplay like? So it's like it's like a it's like a stealth action game. Uh, so it's third person, and you you know they're shooting in it like an like a like an Uncharted. It's made by the guys who made Uncharted, but because you are weak, and because because they are such masters of the atmosphere of the game, like you constantly feel like you are in a very dangerous world, and that you are the weak one. Um, but in a in a fun way, not in like a Splinter Cell way, where you feel like if any time you fuck up, you're gonna die. Like if they know you're there, you can still probably kill most of them, but you would much rather not have, or you'd, you'd much rather sneak around them or sneak and kill them, you know? Um, so it's that kind of a game. Um, but it's, all of that is really good, and it's sort of a survival game. You don't have a lot of ammunition. You're, you know, getting scraps together in order to build shivs so you can stab zombies in the neck. Um, but it's really just about, I, I've never cared so much about characters in a video game as I did here. Like, I love stories in games, but here I loved these characters and didn't want to see bad things happen to them, like to extreme levels. Uh, I <laughs> there was a there was a point at which you actually slight spoilers, but there's a point at which you you play as Ellie, the little girl that you've been you know helping, and I cared so much about her that when I would fuck up and zombies would run up and like pick her up and you know bite her neck off and blood would pop out of her eyes and it was just horrible i would have to look away because i i couldn't handle seeing those horrible like watching your own daughter yeah it was was like it was like no i care i like you too much and it's too important for you to live that that my fucking up and being a bad person has caused this to happen so um yeah play that game it's great it's really great brad what have you seen Oh me, okay. Um, I'll go last. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I give my subjects the time. Such to a talk. benevolent, <laughs> benevolent dictator. I never used to do that. <laughs> um, so generous. Uh, I watched a lot of stuff this week because I was editing. All of the interviews that yeah. we have got to put up, and so I need some background. Speaking background of which, noise. You sh- people should go onto the inter- onto our website yep. and listen to some of them. Put three up yesterday. Uh, five more went up today. I've got Damn. a bunch of. I've already started into the Denver Comic Con ones, so very um, cool. So look forward to that. Um, so while I was doing that, um, I uh, checked out the Grolix, which what is that? Is a local web series produced by the Nix Brothers and featuring some local com- local comedians. Uh, they actually Adam do. Adam Ben Roy, those and guys. Uh, Andrew Orvidal. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they actually have a. Uh, uh, a show like a real live show in Denver with skits and sketches and stuff. Uh, they're real comedians, and this web series is kind of like their lives at like trying to be comedians in Denver, like being trying to be successful. Um, you know what they do when they're not doing their shows, which sounds familiar. Yeah, to, uh, maybe our web series. What dicks? Um, except they're <laughs> no, they've been doing this since like what 2009, 2010. Yeah, 2010. Uh, 09, Yeah, yeah so they've got eleven episodes in the web series so far. What you're telling me is that we're the dicks. We are. Oh, fuck. I think we might have ripped them off. They even have a pod, uh, episode about podcasting in their uh, show. Uh, I give up. I'm going home. <laughs> uh, but no, it's, and now it's just James and uh, Brad and me. <laughs> Brad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's a hilarious web series. It's on YouTube. You should check it out. Um, cool. How do you spell Grolix? 
G R A W L I X. Okay. The Grawlicks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's there's through Nick's brothers, NIX Bros. Um, yeah, it's a uh, it, it's all about their lives, like trying to do stand up comedy. Cool. Um, the uh, TJ Miller comedian guest stars in one of the episodes. His episode is my favorite because of that. Uh, they're uh, they're in the I think they're in the coffee shop and uh, they say a certain word. <laughs> and a certain word is delivered in a way yeah. that just made me love TJ Miller even more. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But no, yeah. Cool. Yeah, let's check it out. Yeah, I'm trying to try to think certain storylines. Uh, yeah, it's it's mostly like them just getting just, like one of them is about trying to go to a party. They're all short episodes; it's like 15 minutes, so you can yeah. get through a whole bunch of them. And like, and I watched the whole web series in you know maybe two or three hours. So, yeah. uh, check that out. And then um, the other big thing I watched was I went to the Midnight Madness at the Esquire, and Sorry. last week they were playing Samurai Cop. Yes. <laughs> Which is a Sorry, movie. Sorry, I blacked out. They, they're they showing what now? A movie called Samurai Cop. Okay. It's a movie from like 1989 um, about this guy, Joe Marshall. He was trained in the Orient. Uh, he knows all kinds of Japanese stuff. It's very loosely. Yeah, loosely. Uh, <laughs> just, he, uh, just like every hero in the 80s. He's recruited by the San Diego Police Department. To come to San Diego and stop this Japanese Wait, crime boss. So is he? He's like in Japan, and then the San Diego police, does the police department call him and are like, "We not really in the need movie. You. It's just this kind of throwaway. Like they're explaining his backstory. Oh, oh okay. So okay. It, it already starts in San Diego. Right. Um, he's so already he's there. Already a cop. Um. So yeah, he's mostly. Uh, he he might have just decided like I've got all of these master's skills I'll from go to Japan. San Diego. <laughs> I, th- I I really need to go help San Diego. Yeah, not Detroit, <laughs> not like not the LAPD. No, San Diego has has the biggest Japanese drug problem. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, well with oh, that yeah. and Comic Con, they got their like hinges up at a bunch. Like they yeah, they yeah. have a lot of problems on. They San have Diego. a lot of yeah, <laughs> too big to handle. So Joe Marshall comes in. And uh, when he's not really being the samurai cop, he's kind of a pusshound. Uh, <laughs> any chance he gets, like, in his off time, he's just picking up ladies. Uh, he picks up the uh, female helicopter pilot for the police department. He picks up the doctor who, when they visit the guy they captured, he's all burned from the accident they put him in. Um, you know, so they leave like- the room, and the first thing, like, he turns to her, and she, she turns to him, and she's like, Got her all seductive, sexy eyes going, and she goes, "So wanna fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so easy he, for him. He's like he's like the samurai policeman of James Bonds. Yeah, yeah. He looks like uh, Sylvester Stallone and uh, Mel Gibson merged together because like he even has a black partner so it's like this lethal, lethal weapon vibe and oh, they have no. they have the irate oh, police chief <laughs> they have the irate police chief who's like you know the commissioner's gonna he's on my ass and we're gonna get in trouble and we suspend you guys and uh yeah at the same time he'll flip flop and be like the nicest like oh you guys are just scamps come on get out of here yeah Quit. It's 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 really it's it's like watching like Lethal Weapon like brought down to like fucking like forty percent yeah <laughs> if that uh, and it's 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 a bad movie but it's a fun time like you can use this like, you should gather your friends have a party night like because all the lines are just all the dialogue is atrocious the plot is so goofy um, people in our audience the Laffy Bastards were there um, so they were MST3King a bunch of it um, 
So is it like the room where people are watching this movie and like yeah, it's, it's that kind out? of vibe. Yeah, yeah. Like wow, I'm sure if more people saw it, they would invent things like throwing forks at the screen. I, I'm trying to think like what in the movie. Uh, there's this part of the movie where, in the climax, um, the Japanese uh, boss's second in command, uh, he's gonna have his big uh, katana fight with Joe Marshall. Yeah, and so they pick up the swords because their bullets have run out, and so uh, there's this big wide shot of them in their stances and they start inching slowly ever slowly towards each other and slower and slower and slower and it just keeps holding on that shot and then it cuts to you know reverse shots of the, you know medium shots of them looking at each other and then back to that wide shot where like a football field apart from each other <laughs> like just start the scene closer together guys oh um, wow yeah. Yeah. That sounds awesome. This, what are the ridiculous? The only equivalent that I can give to you of it is remember in the room when they're uh, when you see that long tracking shot of the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and you just hear the people going, "Go, go, go, go." Yeah, go. yeah they could say that for that scene, like "Go." Yeah. I think they're even um, using some of the room stuff for this movie, like in the audience. Like, uh, oh yeah. At one point. Joe Marshall seduces the crime boss's girlfriend, he, and he's really rapey because he. She told him many <laughs> times, really like, "Do rapey. not it's like pick old me James up." Bond. <laughs> yeah, like enough times, like I can get her. Like he even tricks her into coming over to his place. It's, it's very disturbing. <laughs> oh uh, but you know, she enjoys it enough that she has dinner with him, and then like she apparently brought her bathing suit along so she can just jump in the pool with him after dinner, and then only maybe twenty minutes have passed, so. When she's done swimming, she's like, oh, man, I'm hungry. And so she gets out of the pool and, like, they go have another meal. <laughs> like, okay. Oh, Gosh, wow. when you fuck me, uh, it just makes me want to fill my stomach more. Yeah. So <laughs> at that point, like, the audience was going, like, uh, what do they say in the room? Um, you already ate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Wow. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good fun time if you want to laugh at something that's not supposed to be funny. Um, and boy, do I. Yeah, there's tons of... Uh, nudity there's these sex scenes that are shot in like broad daylight like no mood lighting so they're all awkward and just goofy uh, do you just hear um, boom that's what I, re- I remember I hearing think, like I, remember the, I, remember, like I never remember hearing that music what I heard was like it, it was like the shittiest attempt at Eric Clapton <laughs> oh <laughs> I don't, I, I'm trying to remember I don't, I don't remember the music at all yeah. I was too distracted by the fact like uh this is just you know daytime. <laughs> I w- I watched it baked in my house a lot. Just like yeah. this is like I, I don't yeah. remember it too much. She has no clothes on. Uh, how do you convince anyone to like, bear that much nudity in a movie that's this bad? <laughs> like I they no, honey, it's going to make your know. career. Yeah. Everybody's going to this one. Everybody's going to know your name. You're going to get a big role in Samurai Cop Two. <laughs> There's a Revenge like the, the crime Sam- boss has like a female. Uh, apprentice or whatever like henchman female henchman and throughout the movie it's kind of has this vibe of like oh she's gonna do something really badass at the end because you know she's the one female in the group or whatever yeah and then she just gets shot (laughs) 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 just anticlimactically just a random bullet strikes her in the Uh, firefight you're like i thought she was gonna be like a badass ninja or something yeah that's too bad So. But also fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a good fun time. Like we should have a real nerds samurai cop party. Oh, you should do the over. commentary for that and do a commentary alone. for it. Yeah, oh. you, you guys should do that. Like yeah. I, I've I've seen it before. I've not seen it in a theater, but I'd I'd pay a ticket for that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, we should do that. That's a good idea because we oh, just did the man. science commentary. So yeah, yeah. I listened to that and I liked it. 
liked it. That's that's part of my what we watched recently. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of what we watched, what did you watch recently, Zach? Oh wow! Well, I watched I... everything in the world. Um, <laughs> wow, that's impressive. Yeah, no, it was it was hard. I uh, didn't take a shit for three weeks. So that's what she um, said. Yes, that's what she said, James. Did she say she doesn't take a shit for weeks? <laughs> no, she said. Well, she said it was hard, and then she yeah. didn't take a shit for three. Yeah, it was hard. <laughs> but seriously, um, so. well, um, besides watching the science commentary, I'll get to that really quickly. Um, I watched your guys' science commentary, and I, I loved hearing the back and forth between you and fucking Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> no one would give. It was a tug of war. No, no, no. Because I still agree with Ryan. I do not like that movie, but you made some very fucking good points <laughs> thank, you. thank you at least at least if 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 anything you don't look at that movie and go like well it's complete shit i don't hate the movie i just hate the last 10 minutes of it that's that's oh. the only thing my, i just i just hate how fake the aliens look and i, I i'm not a big fan of the like, swing away meryl yeah <laughs> just yeah, like yeah. that's anticlimactic for what this movie was trying to be yeah but uh i still like it. it's when you see them in the windows and you see them off into the far side it's fucking freaky oh yeah absolutely. It's, it's terrifying as shit yeah um unless you're ryan who's not afraid of anything yeah yeah <laughs> what a dick he's, he's like daredevil but he's not blind um <laughs> i guess <Yeah. laughs> um, but anyway i keep giving ryan shit but i'm gonna have to just like go on bended knee yeah, later now, on he's he may gouge his own eyes sure out he comes back yeah. <laughs> after listening to this episode oh uh, he's just gonna beat my ass into the ground <laughs> I'll enjoy this right now anyway. Um, uh, no, what did I watch this week? I watched um, – I've been on a Scorsese kick. I watched uh, Goodfellas uh, again for like awesome. 30 seconds time. Love that movie. Can't get enough of it. I watched Raging Bull for the first time in years. Loved it. Um, but in my Scorsese kick, I watched a movie that uh, not many Scorsese fans tend to watch uh, nowadays. It's called Casino. Uh, it's with Robert De Niro, uh, yeah. Joe Pesci, and Sharon Stone. I wasn't. Um, I wasn't a huge Casino fan back when I first saw it. You know, when I wa- when I first saw it, I wasn't either. Because I think I because I went through a similar thing like when I was I don't know fifteen or sixteen doing like my film education, and I I saw Goodfellas, and then like not long after saw Casino for the first time, and I was like, eh, Goodfellas is better. It's you it's know, it's in the same it, format, yeah. so you're confused. You're you know it's funny. I felt confused when I first saw it because I was like, oh, I just saw Goodfellas. Oh, Casino. It's the same voiceover yeah. thing, and this time everybody's doing voiceover, even Frank Vincent, which is hilarious to me. Yeah. But um, the uh, the one thing that I noticed in that film that made me so happy, um, like I forget the fact that it's like a, I think it's a three hour wonderful piece of just like just watch the fuck out of it and enjoy yourself like Sharon Stone's insane in the movie Joe Pesci is fucking violent like all the things you'd want out of a Scorsese movie De Niro is classy charming off the bat gangster kind of character the one thing that makes that movie sell for me is fucking I'm a huge Don Rickles fan I'm a huge fan of fucking Don Rickles the comedian who uh for years he used to do these roasts in the 70s with Dean Martin and he would go on the Tonight Show and he was you know uh he had he was on uh sorry uh CPO Sharky and uh McHale's Navy yeah. all these great shows and uh but he's in the movie and he plays De Niro's secondhand man what you don't realize is that Don Rickles is he's known for fucking talking and I know this I don't know how many other people will know this when they watch it but Don Rickles doesn't say a word in the fucking movie <laughs> to the point where I was like fucking perplexed. I'm just like, this is the guy who's supposed to have a quip for everything. When the fuck am I going to see him just insulting the fuck out of Robert De Niro? Huh? I and, I, and it never came. But what the, the thing that did come was there's a scene where Robert De Niro picks up a phone and goes, you got a shotgun? Yeah. 
I want you to come over to the house. Okay, I'm on it. And you just and the scene cuts away and it goes to Joe Pesci doing whatever he's doing and then it cuts back and you just see Don Rickles with a fucking shotgun about to shoot some motherfucker. <laughs> and if you've seen Don Rickles before, he doesn't look intimidating. Right. No, no, no. He, <laughs> he, he kind of looks like you're... He looks like a teddy bear you could cuddle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like that, that, that one uncle that you don't see often enough but you really like. <laughs> to, to, to put it even better, he plays Mr. Potato Head in the Toy Story movies. He kind of looks, looks like, like Mr. Mr. Potato, Potato Head. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I watched that and just watching Don Rickles with a shotgun fucking like enamored me to no end. I was just like, oh, God. I gotta keep watching this. <laughs> this is perfect. He has lines in the movie that are great. You know, he just plays a casino manager. He gives a great performance. Um, the only other thing that I saw was a movie called Creature, uh, which mm. you guys wait, have wait, talked wait. about. Yeah. Wait, wait. Yeah. Why did you watch Creature? Why did I watch Creature? Because um, I was uh, I was talking with a fellow uh, film fan of mine. He's a horror fan, and he's a uh, we were talking about Creature for some reason because I had told him about this movie, but we never went to see it. Yeah. And he's and then out of nowhere, he's just like, have you watched Creature yet? And I'm like, no. And he's just like, you got to check it out, man. I think you would like it or hate it. I don't know. Find out. That was the text <laughs> verbatim. And so I go, I, 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 I went and got the DVD. It was 15 bucks. I don't know why oh, I paid 15 bucks. Yes. Mm. Mistakes oh. were made. I keep I keep the copy there with me to this day to remind me to never fuck up again. <laughs> and what's hilarious is every remember how uh, he's always because because he doesn't really look like a gator he just has a big jaw and he'll he'll stand up and he's got like this blanket on top of him and he'll stand up and throw the blanket off like that's impressive. It's every time the creature shows up he does that. I don't know why. I don't know what the blanket's <laughs> supposed to be. I don't know wh- if that's supposed to be intimidating or what. It's just awful. And and that is, you know, the 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 gator creature Lockjaw, I think is the character. Yeah, um, it's Lockjaw, yeah. Maybe in what? 30% of the movie? Yeah. The rest of it is just kids having sex with each other in the woods in like or not, Sid Haig being creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Which even his scene, his scene at the beginning when at the gas station is like the most cliché like like Cabin in the Woods did that scene and not only did it better but was also lampooning the scene at the same time yeah. and this scene this movie can't even do that and be straight about it and mm. Tucker and Dale right and oh yeah and Tucker, Tucker and Dale, Dale does yeah. it too yeah like how do, how do you legitimately put that scene of hey we're, we're going to a cabin but first we're gonna stop at a gas station with no gas where it's creepy outside like how do you actually put that scene in your movie yeah, you know? uh, I I don't know. The one thing that bothered me about that movie was like, forget. Let's forget the fact that yes, they do that cabin in the woods scene shittily, or they you know they misuse sick Sid Haig. Let's forget about that. The one thing that I hated about that actually there are two things. One is I hate the ending. The ending is just them oh, drinking a bunch hole. of dirty water. No, well the 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 tail end of the movie is them oh. just drinking fucking dirty shit water and out of a fucking cup. Yeah, and, yeah. One well, and, and like, then revealing sh- that that girl is pregnant. Is that what you mean? Yeah, like some kind of fucking cabin fever ripoff. Which I was, yeah. which I never thought I would ever say cabin fever ripoff in my life. But there you go. Um, uh. But the ending of the movie, the way they kill the monster, it fucking sucks. They, this guy is supposed to be like a fucking tall creature who can eat the motherfuckers. Just like, oh, yes, you two are having an unmarital sex. I'm going to eat you like a demon. And then all of a sudden, they, they're leading him along a path. And then he's just like, I'm going to get you. Oh, no, I trapped my foot in a sinkhole. And it's coming down on me. Oh, God, I'm getting dragged down. <laughs> it, it's 
fucking ridiculous. Like, I, I was literally, I, like, I was throwing <laughs> things at my TV. I think that movie would be brilliant if the creature had a voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> had a South Park voiceover. Yeah. Like, oh, no, Steve! Here we go. Let me into here, guys. I was We should man. commentary that's, that one, too. That's, yeah. my, that's my shitty impersonation of Pete Holmes doing an old person voice <laughs> from, like, Devil Inside. <laughs> Is that a woman? It's a man! <laughs> Oh, but man. I hated that ending so much because I'm just like, this guy's supposed to be killing people, and then all of a sudden he's getting dragged into a sinkhole. Yeah. And then the 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 kicker is, it's like, oh, he drags one person into the sinkhole, but the, somehow he survives. I want to yeah. see that sinkhole fight really badly now. <laughs> no, they didn't have a budget for it. Yeah, uh, clearly. <laughs> that, oh man. Oh god. It's such a shit. I, I think I over I think I overjacked the mic there on a second just talk about that, but that movie fucking frustrated me to shit. Like. Yeah. It, I'm a horror fan. Even I have my limits. <laughs> See, and I'm not, which is why I had a great time at that movie. <laughs> I remember Ryan and Brad just being like miserable the whole time, and I was howling every scene. Like I was laughing to tears just because it's so dumb. It is funny. It is a funny movie when you watch it. Like if you watch it, as, I, I'm sure if I watched it a second time, I would laugh my ass off. I have but, watched it a second time. Oh, you have? Yeah, I watched yeah. it on Netflix one night. Like, so like chose to. Oh, yeah. so I not only wasted 15 bucks oh, yeah. stupidly. <laughs> yeah. It's also free on Netflix Instant Streaming. Yeah. So that really is $15 you wow, flushed down the toilet. Guys, your new leader's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We might have to get Ryan back. <laughs> James, don't make the new leader feel bad. I'm sorry. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> no, but that's... that's uh, oh, and then I also saw a movie. Um, I rewatched Supporting Characters, which is by Dan Schechter. It's a... Uh, uh, film about editors who are dealing with their love lives while also trying to edit this movie that's completely uneditable. Hmm. Um, and it has Kevin Corrigan in it and it has um, Alex Korpovetsky from uh, Girls in it. It's hmm. a great film. If you're a Netflix audience member, check it out. It's fucking fantastic. Cool. I love supporting characters. Fourth favorite movie of uh, last year for me. Wow. Especially through the festival circuit. Because I went through festival circuits with Twombly and we kept getting free passes to movies and that was the only one that I saw that I actually enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Especially at Stars. Yeah. <laughs> well, that and Silver Linings Playbook. But oh, well, <laughs> that yeah. was that was the big Opry event. Yeah. Um but so anyway, no, so we should dig into some oh, hang on. news. Oh wait, hold I, on. I forgot something. Oh, uh, and for Cora, uh, I watched um, Warm Bodies finally. Oh, <laughs> yeah. listen to me, zombies! <laughs> Man, uh, so which you guys have seen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you you week. just weren't there for that review. Uh, did you like it? I did like it. It's a it's a cute movie. Nice. Um, that's yeah. about it. It's yeah. it's very simple. CG's um, bad. The bonies are hor- awful CG. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, you know, it's a simple story. Simple. Yeah, kind of a small movie, you know, not a lot of big set pieces. Um, yeah. Did you read but the book prior? Or? I have There not. was a book? I didn't know yeah, there, was, there book. was a book. Uh, it was, uh, uh, my sister gave it to me for my birthday one year, and uh, I read it, and then she... I thought the movie was going to be like them trying to do like a Twilight with zombies thing, but when oh. I saw the movie, like, one, it had Malkovich in it, but number two, it had... It just... It, it flowed perfectly, like, for me. Like, the CG, I could give two fucks about. I've learned to realize that CG doesn't matter to me anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, th- things look bad. Deal yeah. with it. But yeah. the story works good. The love story doesn't drag for me. It doesn't feel sappy and anything like that. And of course, again, I keep saying it, but Malkovich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a fun. It's charming. Yeah, it's a nice movie. Yeah, 
charming, not as, charming as, as not as charming as Robot and Frank, I'm sure. But no, 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 not okay. So it's charming. I haven't seen Robot and Frank. Charming as shit. It's not quite charming as fuck. It's just charming <laughs> as shit. <laughs> There's levels. <laughs> oh god. But not charming shit. It's not charming shit. It's charming as shit. Yeah. There's a difference. <laughs> anyway. When we decipher that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So should we dig into some comic news, guys? Yeah, yeah. Sure, boss. Comic book corner. Whatever yeah. you say, boss. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. So, uh, the comic book that I read, because I don't read Spider-Man like Ryan does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that teenage kid, you know, he's got two girls that love him, and then he's just still whining his ass off. I just don't understand <laughs> it. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm being unfair to Spider-Man because I did like the I like the new one a little bit, you know, like a the, little. It's great. Yeah, the new it one's did, great. It, the only Man. thing it doesn't have is somebody going, Peter, you've got to kill James for me. I I I I, can't, I forget the characters, but it's, I just yeah. want I just want Willem Dafoe in that movie. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I'm mixing it up, but uh, no, the comic book that I read uh, this week actually was War of the Undead. Uh, which is, if you've never read it, it's by Brian Johnson and Walt Flanagan of oh, uh, Comic Book Men fame. And uh, it's, I hadn't read it in years, but it's about um, Frankenstein's monster, Dracula, and the Wolfman fighting Nazi zombies. What? Yes. You heard me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, basically it's um, the Nazis are developing, uh, they saved Hitler's brain and they're trying to figure out a body to Obviously. put it in. <laughs> they saved Hitler's brain. Yeah, movie. I mean, what else <laughs> would you do? 1960 something. <laughs> and um, they're trying to find a body to put it in, but they, there's no body strong enough other than Frankenstein's monster. So they kidnap Frankenstein's monster and whatnot. And um, through circumstance, Dracula and Wolfman end up teaming up with Frankenstein's monster to save Frankenstein's monster from being abducted by the Nazis. And it just leads into this all-out battle. And the graphics are amazing. Walt Flanagan knows how to draw old classic monsters, like the kind that Spencer Kane and I grew up watching when we were younger. It it literally is like a straight page out of those old storyboards from Universal. Yeah. What's amazing about it though is there is supposed to be a sequel to it. Ooh. And the sequel entails I can't give too much away unless you haven't read the book, but I'll just say this. If you remember Mars Attacks, the fucking <laughs> Tops card sixties Martians with the fucking nah, 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 yeah. they land on the surface of the earth and that's the last panel in the book <laughs> and it is the greatest like I loved it I loved it more than I loved Carney and I loved Carney because it yeah. was like freaks but with people bickering so it, it, fantastic I can't recommend it enough what have you read uh, well I it was supposed to be my week um, but obviously Ryan's not here and you took it over but I will no. say um, <laughs> no 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 I don't it's fine but if, if we're going to talk do about do not the book, accuse the host of <laughs> stealing the show, James. I did. Thanks I did. for coming back, back, Andy. <laughs> bring, out the shark, bring out the Shark Tank. Lower the Shark Tank for James. Hey, those are really good CG sharks you, can, you guys got. You can bring in the shark repellent back. What do you mean <laughs> they're not real? They're not CG sharks. <laughs> you got real sharks? Wait, wait, wait. That's okay. I Put know how to Put the Shark Tank them. away. Bring no, out the just... ET tank. Oh, no. <laughs> James. <laughs> this is, worse. This is I love Barry more. <laughs> um... I was going to talk about uh, Wild Blue Yonder. I finally got a chance to read. We talked about it plenty on the show before um, and got a chance to interview Mike Rach um, at Denver Comic-Con, though you haven't heard that interview yet, but you will. Oh, yes. Um, And Wild Blue Yonder is this book that he did with, uh, or he's doing with uh, Zach Howard, who we interviewed last year, who's a brilliant artist. I mean, really just 
unbelievable you look at his stuff there's so much detail in there i like as while reading the book i would just stare at panels um because they're so good and i only have the black and white version i never i didn't even get a a chance to go pick up a color version um but it's it's basically this post-apocalyptic universe where uh they fuel is obviously short um and everybody's got planes basically and everybody's living up in the sky and on like these giant barges because everything is horrible down on the earth. What's fueling and, the barges? Uh, the they're fuel, but they're running low on it. Like so, at know. any moment they just come crashing to earth. Well, they're getting close. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, like but there's warrior, but in the sky. <laughs> there is this one ship called the Dawn. That's um, it's sort of the 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 resistance has this ship called the Dawn that's all run on solar power and because uh, it uses some special technology that you know solar power basically uh that that the like bad guys who are running everything in this huge you know military really really want and they've got to keep it safe um and it's just a it's a really fun little story um obviously there's only one issue out and it just came out two weeks ago um but go check it out obviously either either of those books you can get at colorado coins cars and comics the trades uh, are going to be 20 percent off so if you are in Denver or anywhere near Arvada, for sure, go go check them out because they're fantastic. They um, are. They're cool. The they're yeah. the only place I go to now, and it's yeah. and it's a drive. It's a drive from yeah. where I live right now. It's a drive, but it's worth it because I I can't go to the other ones anymore. Yeah, yeah. I can't because at least people there are nice. They they're they're kind. They they're yeah. always like, "Hi, you don't know a lot about comics. Come on in." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they, it's they, a it's a really nice shop. It's like treating it's like treating special people. <laughs> like I I really I do feel cool when I go in there. They got me my copy of Everybody's Dead, so oh, cool. I really like that. Yeah. Very cool. What, so did, what you, did you read anything? Or? I did not. You did not. <laughs> I've been editing and doing yeah. video stuff. So. My my stack is ridiculous right yeah. now. Literature is important, young stack. Bradley. <laughs> I have a huge stack. It's just like I can't get oh, to yeah. it. Yeah. I started a little bit of a Ninja Turtles Crying War, but I haven't finished it, so I'm not going to talk about it. No. We'll save it for another no week. Yeah. No, it's all good. Cool. Well, um, on that note, we saw a movie. Oh, wait, oh, yeah. commercial. Oh, that's right. We've got to take a word for our sponsors because... You know, I can't feed my two minions without <laughs> without the support of your dollars. I'm so hungry, boss. Do- dog food is really expensive. You're going to get Imes and you'll like it. <laughs> I will. I'll love it. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hello, Real Nerds listeners. I'm Mac. And I'm Iliachilix. And we're here to tell you to visit Sphrix'sDomain.com. Why should you visit SphrixsDomain.com? Well, yeah, it's simple. If you like farts and cartoons and bad words and stuff, you should definitely visit SphrixsDomain.com. How do you spell that address, I see? What? I don't know. Fucking S something. I I don't know. I'm, I'm in college. I have no idea. Fine. I'll do it. S-P-H-E-R-X-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-
Gross. Oh man, I'm oh, hungry God. again. Oh, it's so disgusting. Oh. is gonna be pissed when he sees what you did to his office. Hey, what are you guys doing in my office? It smells like puke and farts in here. Go to Sphirxdomain.com. Bye! Sphirxdomain.com For barbecue that can't be beat, try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust, full-flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoking taste on everything you eat, try new Birdman Smoke and Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores, Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop off-Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ. My man spider sense is tingling. Hey, look, it's man spider. How's it going, true believers? When I'm swinging through Colorado and I need comic books, I head to Arvada, Colorado to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Oh no, the teal troll is attacking me! My son's in danger! Will no one help him? Oh no, it's man spider! Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, the whips the competition with great deals on back issues. 50% off, hold slot, 20% off list price. You want sports memorabilia? They got that too. Where are you going, Man Spider? The teal troll still has my son. Here's web in your eye. Oh no, I'm bested by Man Spider again. So visit 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado, and tell them the real nerd sent you. To do a game. I got a game. Let's play the Leonard Mullen game. <laughs> Can you do it? <laughs> or we could do build a title. Whatever. Build a title. Actually, you know what? Build a title might be a little bit more. I don't have to look anything up. We do build. Let's just do build a title. <laughs> Save some time. All right, we're back now. Before we get to our review for the week. Because uh, we reviewed a very fine movie, a fine movie that critics are shitting on. I don't know why. But anyway, we're going to do a little quick game. It's called Build a Title. Cool. From, uh, copyrighted from Douglas Movies. Right. And, and, why, <laughs> and, why, and why are we practicing playing games? Why? why? Well, because on July 31st at Castleman's Bar and Venue, you will get to see The Real Nerds live. Not starring me, but starring Ryan Frost, James Hart, and Bradley Haig doing their first live show before, I'm sorry, no, after, no, I'm sorry, after the premiere of The Boy Who Stares, uh, my short film that I finished up. It's the last short film that I'll ever do. We're also going to be showing Five Steps by Matty O'Connor, The Zone by Adam Jewell, we're going to be showing um, a bunch of other short films, including 13 Dance Tests by Kaya Butcher. And it will all lead up to this live show by The Real Nerds. And during that time, they are going to bring up audience members to play a game. We think so, yeah. Yeah, I believe yeah. so, yeah. We're, we're definitely going to play some kind of game. Yeah, well, Any kind of game. We're still trying to figure out exactly what kind of games, but yeah. we're going to test some stuff out right now. And the first one we have is Build a Title. Uh, the rules of build a title, if you don't know the rules, is um, uh, we have a film title, which will be picked out by uh, my loyal henchman, Bradley. And he is going to give a title, and then essentially we have to build off of that title. So if he says the movie Sleepy Hollow, I could say something like Sleepy Hollow Down Dirty Shame. 
Um, if he says the movie English Patient, I'd be like the English Patient. Bad English. Bad English. <laughs> uh, if I could, if I could come up with the English Patient, I just um, I was trying to make that work. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, so and it's that's, really based on the sound, not so much the spelling. Yeah. And yeah. the articles A and the are tossed out the window. And a quick rule that T.J. Miller was apt to point out: you can't use cereals, <laughs> <laughs> so you can't say "In the Land of Milk and Honey, Nut Cheerios." Yeah, <laughs> so. that's the full title. So say Terminator Two, Judgment Day. You can't just use Terminator Two. It's got to be yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. know. So, um, so anyway, Bradley, um, why don't we pull up a title? Let's see what's okay. the title. Okay. Um, it's because I can see it from here. Let's try the cat in the hat. Seems simple enough the and seems like something you could build pretty easily with. Okay. All right. We'll go clockwise, counterclockwise. Let's you, Zach, you go next. So cat, I said cat in the hat, so. Okay. The cat in the hat. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> this is like you guys overthrowing a dictator, really, right now. <laughs> I know how we could beat him, boss. Um, uh, uh, the cat in the hat. And we can take her out the the, right? I remember the yeah. thing, trying to remember yeah, the yeah. rules. So, so you, can do, you can do cat in the hat, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, Tom Cat in the hat. I think the movie's Tom Cat's. Damn it. <laughs> All right, so Zach is out. That's Jerry O'Connell, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, try it. The Cat in the Hat, Fields and McCoys. <sighs> TV movie, but okay. All right, we can still count that. Yeah, movie. well, here's yeah. the thing. It's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. So I had to either break the rule or get away with a miniseries. Okay. Hat, so Cat in the Hat, Field McCoys. Cat in the Hat, Field McCoys. You are literally. Yeah, no, Cat in the Hat is incredibly hard. This is literally a coup. (laughs) This is a coup. Cat in the Hat. You really want Ryan back that bad? (laughs) Don't I feed you well? Boys, boys. McCoys. The Cat in the Hat, Field McCoys in the Hood. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's not a rhyming game <laughs> alright yeah let's, let's start over clearly the leader oh. is not good at this uh, let's try another title how about that <laughs> yeah if someone else pick a title I, I tried oh, last week too gosh. I sucked I'll host you too how about that Okay. All right, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. we should ball play just, okay. you, you yeah. just pick the title but sure. if you pick a title um, let's see <laughs> Jackie Brown let's try Jackie Brown do you have one because no. I can go right now. We'll, yeah, go. We'll go this direction. Yes, yeah, yeah. Free Jackie Brown. <laughs> That's correct. Free Jackie. <laughs> oh, oh. James. Shit. Um, Come on, I got another one already. See, clearly I'm bad at, at games. <laughs> oh, um, sorry, because I was only thinking with Brown. Wow. <laughs> Fuck me! I think I just did the huh. same thing to you guys. It was probably like prior revenge. <laughs> no, no, no. Or we're just all terrible. No, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just go out. Zach, you've, I'm sure you've got one. No, I don't. <laughs> so because he went free, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> was that yours? I had, uh, yeah, that was mine. But I also had, um, um, what was it? Uh, God, you know what? I for- completely forgotten it. You had mine. You had one of mine yeah. at least. Um, so build on to free Jackie Brown now. Free Jackie Brown. Free Jackie Brown. 
brown. Is I feel like it's gonna be a good poo. game for the. <laughs> it's be a good game for the sh- the live show because the audience is gonna be so frustrated. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> we need like to get Maddie O'Connor like and Spencer right in there. You think I'm bad at this? <laughs> <laughs> Matt will just talk for like tw- 30 minutes about like what he'll just he's start trying to decide. He'll just yeah. be like, well, no, let me see. Yeah. Um, well, Jackie Brown was a film in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, uh, what Harmony Corinne st- uh, movies could I, I put to this? I love Gummo. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't think we're going to get this. <laughs> Do you Born, have one? Born Free Jackie Brown. Born Free Jackie oh, Brown. Fuck. There we go. Wow. Um. Oh gosh. I think I think Brad won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he won. Yeah. Unborn free Jackie Brown. Oh my! <laughs> and he <laughs> keeps going. <laughs> I know. I was real close to unborn. I was like, what was the name of that? Unborn uh, free Jackie Brown. <laughs> um. Uh, the good son born. Oh, look at this Brown. guy! Free born Jackie Brown. Excellent, excellent. The good son. I, the good son. That was a that's a deep cut. Yeah, <laughs> Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin. Culkin. Yeah, the good son. Um. Oh gosh, James, you got any? Nope. No, I think we're. <laughs> I can't believe you can't. There's nothing brown. brown. I know, I know. That's what keeps throwing me off. I just keep going back to brown, being brown, like, there's gotta brown. be something. Uh, uh, sorry, we we have uh, unborn free Jackie the, the Brown, good son, the good son, born, born, good son born free Jackie, Jackie Brown. Brown. Oh no, I lost it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, Browners. Browners. There we go. <laughs> no, you can't. Really? Yep. In it's, my it's club, works. in my club, right. I will throw down the check whenever I want. <laughs> oh, keep the man. You money. keep bringing back the Malkovich yeah. today. <laughs> Dude, now rounders. I just want to go watch Rounders. <laughs> now Rounders is got. Now we're done. <laughs> uh, Durs, 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 Bullham. <laughs> it's Dur- not a rearranging yeah, game. <laughs> yeah. Um, Durs. We're just gonna bore the audience at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Brad's gonna take hat like like half of a day cutting out all the dead space. <laughs> so we're gonna sound real smart. No, it's not like dead space, but yeah. yeah. He's gonna keep mine. So he could be like, This is why we keep Ryan on the show. <laughs> <laughs> we don't oh. bring on random guests for a reason. <laughs> um rounders. Boot. There's boot. Yeah. So I'm the winner. Oh, you're winner. Brad's the winner. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Brad. Pound on the fist. But we all lose. So do we want to do one more round or we want to head down to the movie? Let's review the movie. Let's review the movie. I think we're tired of trying to figure out shit. Um. So we reviewed a movie this week. What did we review, guys? Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger. No, that's not how you pronounce it. Stop it. The, the Lone Ranger. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> William Tells Overture. Yes. And go. <laughs> you should just play it right in the middle. <laughs> does that be with a whip and a lasso? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, Silver. Away. Never say that again. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> Uh, no, we saw the Lone Ranger today, starring Army Hammer and Johnny Depp, or is it Johnny Depp and Army Hammer? I don't know. Mm. I didn't look at the poster, but we need to uh, see the trailer first before we uh, fully decipher this. But first of all, what did you think of it, Brad? Uh, it was way better than I expected. The uh, official reviews from the important critics are really harsh for this movie. I thought it was going to be 
way too much Johnny Depp and it was totally fine amount of Johnny Depp being, you know, I thought it was going to be very much in the vein of uh, Captain Jack Sparrow and, you know, he, he sets it apart a little bit. So um, I, it's definitely a fun watch. Don't write it off. Yeah, I look at the reviews and end up feeling like people are reviewing the trailers and not the movie. Um, <laughs> I, I think the movie is is actually really fun, and there's some cool stuff in there, like some 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 neat action scenes. And uh, I like Gore Verbinski's version of the Wild West. Um, <laughs> I liked it in Rango, and I like it here. Um, yeah, I, the Johnny Depp thing does slightly weird me out because he's still not a Native American, <laughs> but somehow I think they pull it off like while I'm right now it feels weird but in the movie I was fine you know Uh, and I thought Army Hammer was really fun and the story that they tell is is pretty cool there's some good villains in there and you know Um, so it's definitely it's fun you know it's it's not it's not Pirates of the Caribbean 1 not even close but it's still enjoyable it's not 23% on Rotten Tomatoes no 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 it it is not 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 a worthless piece of shit for sure no no right and there's a really frustrating amount of people having their adversary gunpoint and just not shooting them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, you're right. There is. Yeah. But that's the Wild West. <laughs> in in, in Gore Verbinski's uh, bizarre version of it, at least. Nobody shoots their guns. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> and Zach, what's your little opinion? Oh, yeah. my little opinion is a big opinion. Um, I grew up wa- listening to the, Ro- the Lone Ranger uh, radio show with my grandfather, uh, watching the TV show with my uncle. Um, you know, like I had a fucked up childhood, so <laughs> uh, I didn't get to watch all your fancy Rocco and Marco's Modern Life and Ren and Stimpy bullshit. Oh, <laughs> you totally missed out. I, are you kidding? I still love those shows. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> don't try to blame me for nothing, James. Uh, but I will say this: um, no, I love the movie. Um, I thought it was it was it, it's a fun summer movie, like Pirates of the Caribbean. It sets up a mythology that can work. What I loved about it, though, was that they were not treating this like they were trying to set up uh, a series. This literally felt like Gore Verbinski was told, you were only going to make this one movie. Mm. And instead of doing what I thought he was going to do, which is just straightforward Western and whatnot, he brought it into 1933. Um, but I can't give too much of away, uh, too much of it away on that note. Yeah. Let's listen to the trailer and see what we got. Yeah. Eight men rode into canyons. I dug seven graves. The men you seek think you are dead. Better to stay that way. You want me to wear a mask? Justice is what a man must take for himself. Buenas tardes, chiquitas.
All right, and we're back. So one of the things that struck me as interesting about the Lone Ranger is that, that they do not they don't start it off in the old west. Yeah. They started off in 1933 at a like small town like Kansas City Fair. Yeah. And and this is what, kid San Francisco. San Francisco, yes, yeah. that's right. And he and it's this kid walking through, you know, the carnival attractions and he's looking through the history exhibit, like the you know, the kind of things like these like wax figures or like yeah. stuffed uh exhibits and then suddenly one of the exhibits comes to life and it's Tonto. Yeah. <laughs> and And the kid is dressed like the Lone Ranger. Yeah, and it's and it's oh God, I, I can't so it, so stress how like warm that made me feel like the inner child in me was just like, Oh my God, there is true magic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Like I that movie affected me way too much because of what it means to me. But yeah. the the way that the way they handled that it didn't feel forced to me it felt like it, it's carrying on a legacy and what was beautiful about it is because they weren't trying to set up a series now if they do I don't know how they're going to transition into it Right. but the fact that they were just making this movie and the fact that it had that kind of like story element to it it made me feel good because the problem that I had with the Green Hornet was is that the Green Hornet didn't homage the radio show it homage the TV show. I love the TV show, but the Green Hornet is a badass hero. He right. can be if you give him the right opportunity. Brett Reed is not, you know, totally bumbling. Like Cato's good. Brett Reed can hold his own. Right. Whereas in this one, John Reed is obviously a badass. He's obviously like on the right side of the law. He's a little goofy, like in this movie. Like Army plays him a little goofy because he's yeah, playing but... to J Johnny Depp's jokes a little bit. But yeah, and and some of that is stuff like when he gets hit with the arrow and that scream, you know, that was a where it's weird. it's sort of it's almost like um, not meta, but like it's it's so over the top just to be funny, and it's such a quick thing that it just sort of fits into the tone of the movie because right. the tone of the movie is very much unreal. Be, at least within those bookends. The bookends are set in a real world. It's imaginary. But as Tonto is telling this story, um, it it because they they do it with those bookends, it leaves room for things like uh, here's some spoilers, uh, vampires, uh, rabbits, and like crazy flying horses and shit like that. That that they they don't <laughs> they don't straight up address, but it's all elements of this sort of storytelling thing that they're doing where where this is all like happening in Tonto's mind. The world is off balance. I don't yeah. I don't think that the like well I get the I get the vampire rabbits. I get yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a very that was a thing that CGI thing. I was not ready for, and it happened, and I went and like I think that's the thing probably that people are seeing and going like, oh, this movie's tonally all messed up. And I'm like, I don't think I I think tonally it's fine. It I makes think the tone of the movie is is pretty cohesive it makes but. me kind of want to watch crystal skull again because the reason i hate crystal skull is not the reason everybody else hates it i hate it because there's gophers popping out of the hole looking at the train as it <laughs> flies by <laughs> yeah. and also shia labeouf swinging with monkeys yeah. but like no it, it, you can't take it on that alone the flying horse element on the other hand like part of the lone ranger to me is, is that silver was a horse that could do anything so to right. me like I, I and again i may be the discerning opinion between you two but 
that movie was everything I ever wanted to see in a Lone Ranger movie. Like the hmm. incredible horse, the 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 sidekick, and the way they handled ta- handled Tonto's backstory was fucking perfect. So is that actually like his backstory somewhere? It's very or? close. They're very vague about what Tonto's backstory is. I like there's so. different versions. It's like a comic book. Yeah. Like if you there's so many episodes of that radio show that they keep changing up things like constantly because yeah. it was just like what caters to kids back then or who the sponsor was back then. Right. Like, Chicks. Mix loves the Lone Ranger, you know, like, <laughs> stuff like that. But the one thing that really, like, the only thing that took me out of it for a second before I realized I love this about Gore Verbinski is uh, Helena Bonham Carter's character is very, very strange, and it almost seems yeah. like she just did that as a favor. But I, I and and at first I didn't like this whole shotgun through the heel thing, <laughs> right? But then when they brought it back later, <laughs> I was like, ah, uh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> it's still like that is a character that I don't know why it's there, you know? It's um, it's the informant, the 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 femme fatale. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it's also just an excuse to go to Hell on Wheels, which I, I think that right there is a good metaphor for what this movie. Like the the sort of tone that this movie is is going after, and the the version of the world that it's going after, that that their version of Hell on Wheels is this like crazy um, carnival setting where and there's lots of people there, and there's a there's a like a you know what do you call them like the there are carnies there that like the guy that is just covered in hair. We keep see we Pretty see him a show. couple times. Well, yeah, but I don't know the if big a guy. Name yeah, for... the big guy. Yeah, there's the there's a guy who like he's growing hair all over his face. He looks like a dog. Like the, I don't know the man dog, whatever you would call that guy <laughs> at a carnival show, um, a freak, I guess. But that's mean. Uh, but that there that if you compare that to like the realistic version of Hell on Wheels in the show Hell on Wheels, where it's like just dust and poverty, mm-hmm. and you know, yes, there are hookers, but there's like six of them, and they live in a tent together. Like that's that's the kind of Wild West that Gore Verbinski is going for, and it's this very mythic kind of of, of West. And it's, I think if it's you, what we picture in books and like right, in, you know, yeah. our history lessons, and and especially on. what you were what people were picturing in the 40s when they thought about the Wild West. Oh, you know, very much so. Or the 30s, you know, when that radio show was going on, when you thought about what the West was because you'd never seen it and you were 12 years old, you imagined this kind of stuff going on. Exactly. Um, no, yeah, actually, that's a fair point as to why I think critics didn't like this movie. Like, it's, to think about it is like a critic would have to... Like, if a critic from 1940 saw this movie, they'd be fucking, like, balls out insane, like, like literally <laughs> trying to figure out what the fuck they just saw. Like, oh, oh, mom, I, I just saw the demon inside. Like, it, it, it's fucking ridiculous yeah. how great, how fun this movie is. Sorry, not great. How fun this movie is. And yet critics are not just kind of going along with the ride. And meanwhile, they're giving, like you know great reviews to the heat which i still don't understand because the heat is the same story i've seen all the time oh it's one it's one cup against another cup and yeah. one of them's fat but the other one's thin and the other one is wacky but the other one's straight laced like you know yeah. like I, the lone ranger i know what i'm going into you know i know that i'm going to see the same clichés from a western but at but, least, but here, at least here there's something weird to it yeah yeah at least gordon like you know, give me the same thing. At least he right. tries to give you a different perspective. And like you were talking about earlier, Rango, that version of the West, it's is appropriate for kids, but it's also uh, fun enough for adults. Yeah, that's what I think about the Lone Ranger. Ranger, uh, good enough for kids, fun enough for adults. I, I also would would say that if you're somebody who, um, like me, I like or I really like Gore Verbinski. I do, um, but I also think that. 
his his like crazy um way over the top action sequences get a little bit too far in the in the pirate sequels they are reined in appropriately here where stuff like the ladder on the train that's so, it's stupid but i really enjoyed that like you didn't expect it you didn't yeah. expect it <laughs> and, and for some reason like it's a simple little thing and it's you know crazy cg heavy but I was I was having fun and like the moment he steps off that ladder and it blows up behind him I was like ah that was cool I can't I can't help it that was stupid but okay you know um and that that whole train sequence that whole final train sequence is really fun and, yeah. and something at the very least something you won't see anywhere else you know a horde, guy riding a horse in the train shooting at a different train like all this craziness of two trains I mean it all comes from the fact that like at at um promontory point there were those two trains facing each other you've all we've seen the picture and basically from that they said like well what if both those trains went the same direction and then went into some crazy like hill thing like the like the minecart chase from Raiders of the Lost Ark where they're on different levels and yeah. they're crossing yeah. each and other. And what if those two trains broke into you know other separated trains? So. Yeah and now <laughs> there's four trains and it, it's 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 crazy but it's also um, follows its own logic, and so you always you you can follow it the action scene fairly well. Um, yeah, exactly. It's just, it's, ah, it's cool. What I loved yeah. about it, well, I mean, like one, I love the fact that they played William Tell Overture at that moment, like that. I'm and glad straight, they, yeah, they like, held not, it. Not like a crazy modern version of it. Like they were just like, hey, you know the Lone Ranger? Boom! Here's all that music for ten minutes straight. Yep, and they played it all the way through. They played the entire piece. They didn't play like just like sections of it, and yeah. they didn't try to Daft Punk it. Right. Or whatever. Um, I like that funk. I'm sorry. They didn't try to. Uh, but modernize it. Yeah. yeah they didn't try to do Skrillex. They, <laughs> that's, the one, that's the one I wanted to do in Salt. <laughs> <laughs> Robot farts. Anyway, uh, they did it all the way through. But the other thing I loved about it is, is that there's this great scene. And I can't remember how like logic cuts to it, but there's a point where you just see a horse riding through train carts inside yeah. the train carts and it's fucking fantastic to the point where I was just like this is this is the greatest thing I my 12 year old brain has ever seen yeah <laughs> and even even if the CG does isn't as good like when the horse you know is is running on top of the train and jumps into the train cart it's it looks like it's a real horse and him on a real horse in the train cart uh, later so it like yeah, because in the in the trailer you see that shot of him like, oh, you know the 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 tunnel's coming. I gotta get the horse off the top of the thing, and he jumps. And that CG is not as great, but the 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 actual meat of the of the action sequence is the horse in the car, and that part is really cool. Right. Um, so I mean, it's not like it's it's not perfect. There's there's definitely stuff that's not going to work for some people, but right. I, I, I mean, as, I mean, as far as performances are concerned, like I mean, for, I mean, the the composite and the CG and the stunt. I, I thought they had a good combo of stuntmen and CG. Yeah, like they combined it perfectly. As far as performances are concerned, I thought Army Hammer did a great job as uh, the Lone Ranger. He he plays John Reed with a great sense of uh, confusion as to what's happening to him. And, you know, for the Lone Ranger, you know, to be thrown into that world of, you know, being a, being a, an, a, an attorney at one point and then all of a sudden being thrown into this world of, you know, like having to be an Avenger for your brother. You know, it, it's a great story. Uh, I thought Johnny Depp was great as Tonto. 
I fucking loved him as Tonto. And I I don't know how many people will like write me letters about this. I don't care. <laughs> He's fucking like I don't care about this whole desertion because I threw all those uh inhibitions out the door after I saw Tropic Thunder. <laughs> when I oh, saw Rob Downey Jr. About, doing that, I'm just yeah. like, you know what? We're past this point. We're past this logic and you know, I thought Johnny Depp did a fantastic job doing it. Tom Wilkinson was a great villain. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't expect him to be the villain. Like, I thought he might just be a side character, but he yeah. ended up holding his own. Uh, I think the only problem I had was one shot where you see the horse in a tree and he goes, something's very wrong with that horse. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh, come on, no. <laughs> Let's not be too goofy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But they reined themselves in very well, like especially from Pirates 3, which I thought – I, I was telling Brett, I like the Pirates movies. I like them yeah, all. Um, right. Pirates 3, I will agree with you. It does go in some weird places. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially, like, I, I don't know, like, Chun Yao Fat appearing in a Pirates movie just seemed really strange to me, but, like. I love the idea of it, combining, like, Asian. I, I like that, too. Uh, I just didn't think they cast him. <laughs> yeah. I thought they were. I, I'm, I'm glad they casted him, but I was just like, wow, they're not giving him a lot to do here. Yeah. Like, he it's, literally, like, had, like, what, three scenes and then he's gone? Yeah. And the, and the crazy Gore Verbinski stuff that starts to work in there where he's like, because no one's telling him no, he starts doing things like, well, how about we have 10 minutes of Johnny Depp in Davy Jones's locker where like the rocks are crabs and there's a boat and everything is white. You know, that whole, that right, a that long I would have loved that and movie I'm, if it was a super weird world, but it's only like the yeah. first five, 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, I thought this movie was about getting him out, and then we've already done that. What's the rest of the movie going to be about? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Jumping on yeah. big giant wheels and just mm. spinning right. him around it, yeah. the jungle. And that's the thing. <laughs> like Those action sequences are so over the top that they, right. um, they can get in the way. When I, I don't think that the Lone Ranger suffers from that. No, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't It doesn't lag. I mean, it, I, I thought it would maybe have been a little, like, 30 minutes too long, but, I mean, like, I, I can't complain. Like, I had so much fun. And I think this is the first movie I'd seen in a theater for a while, so I was just having too much fun with myself to enjoy, like, to, to, to think about these, like, small, nitpicky details. Yeah. I love Butch Cavendish, the character that uh, uh, William Fichter plays. Um, any, I didn't recognize have, him until the credits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime that you have a, like, bad guy Western guy who likes to eat people, and they basically they basically kind of make him into a vampire you know, especially to have that because the whole Wendy, Wendigo thing, um, where especially when the, like you see the rabbits and stuff like that, there really was this moment where I was like, "Holy crap! You're trying to like you're trying to kind of tell me that this dude is a vampire and that his presence as a vampire is making all the other animals either crazy or also <laughs> into vampires." Like, and they don't they don't say it, but that is can't. totally <laughs> that is totally subtly written into this movie, and and I want to see a movie that's just like. I would love it if he were really the only villain. Dear, you know? dear like, Gore like, Yeah, like your it, movie is about vampires. Stop it. Yeah, his, his, <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a western vampire movie. And if it were if if they had gotten rid of all of the um, like conspiracy stuff and just had this be like, no, there's a there's a vampire in the west. And we have to go catch him and kill him. I love that. And so I was really in in the beginning. And then when all the conspiracy stuff happened, I was like, oh, okay, all right. So I was kind of sad by the way that that. Um, uh, Butch Cavendish's character is killed. I mean, it's it's a cool, big spectacle kill, but um, I really wanted like 
I I wanted Tonto to get the gun and shoot him in the head with a silver bullet. But what's great about Tonto's scene is is that uh, when Tonto does kill the bad guy, like because he does kill yeah. the the main bad guy, when he kills him. It's like Django Unchained for children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hate you, white man. Boom. And yeah. he's right, because yeah. we all suck. But <laughs> there's um, that, I just, to me, that was so perfect because there's, you know, there's all this controversy about like fucking like, you know, like, will Johnny Depp work as Tonto and all that stuff like that? I think in, in those moments, I think he proves them all wrong and just kind of like shows his true colors, you know, and. And, and the way they handled his backstory again, I cannot say how much like that was handled perfectly. Like to give yeah. to give Tonto depth because like Tonto on the radio show, he has a backstory. It's kind of like that, but it's almost like a. Uh, it's not really mentioned a lot. Like yeah. back in those days, you weren't really focused on Tonto. You were focused on the Lone Ranger. Like yeah. he was the big hero. Nowadays, you know, it, it, rightfully so, you know, Tonto's the more interesting character because he's that sidekick that's been put to the side so long, but we, we keep forgetting how badass he really is compared to the main hero. Yeah. <laughs> Cause the Lone Ranger in this movie, you know, he's kind of goofy. He's kind of goofy, he but doesn't want to shoot a gun. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't want to shoot a gun. Right. He's, he's morally upright. Whereas Tonto's, vengeful Django badass kind of like deal and I I love that I love the way they kind of handle that dynamic it's 10 times better than the way they handled the Green Hornet mm -hmm. and I liked the Green Hornet so yeah. you know go figure um, but cool. so anyway so we all liked it I think yeah. we liked it a lot more than we thought we were going to yeah, yeah. oh especially based on that first trailer the first trailer came out and I was like oh no <laughs> Was that your exact this, reaction? Oh, no. Yeah, no, it was. <laughs> you know, and then the trailers would get better over time. But then I'm, I, yeah, I'm glad it's as 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 good as it is. Yeah. Um. Again, it's not. It's gonna be on my top ten at the end of the year. Maybe not, but it's it's definitely one that I, I, I think you people should go see. It'll be on. Or it'll at least rent. It'll be on my top ten of just films I like to watch when I really need to have a good time. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, cool. Uh, what about you, Brad? Uh make yeah, your top ten. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think it'll make my top ten, but it's it's not the disaster people are claiming no, it no, is. No, no, yeah, I know. No. Twenty three percent seems really harsh. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like again, given the heat, sixty seven percent. These are also the same people this. that said Man of Steel is fifty three percent. Yeah, yeah. It's that, just so. I feel like everything ridiculous. is so polarized right now, and that you can't just you can't just think a movie is good, not great, but good, and have fun anymore. Like you go online and. And I actually think it's a case of like they don't really they do just only watch the trailers and a movie that gets bad press sells a lot more newspapers and a lot more online hits oh, to yeah. read about than a movie that gets a good review. So when they can latch onto something that has like, you know, a World War Z like behind the scenes disaster, like yeah. let's cause that thing got written off too, but yep. it was a success. Um mm -hmm. so it's just a Lone Ranger's got another target is another one with an easy target on its back. So yeah. And it's just it's just and a well, shame. plus Ebert it held account for about twenty percent of Rotten Tomatoes, so when he died <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the right. whole thing went away. <laughs> yeah, every every movie is now down twenty percent because of Roger Ebert because dying. Because he doesn't get a thumbs up from Roger Ebert. <laughs> uh but no, I, I no, you were gonna say something. I'm sorry, I, I made a bad joke. No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was now. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just sort of a shame. It, it feels like there's not anybody out there talking about like whether or not a movie's good. It's just are you in the I hate this movie camp or are you in the I love this movie camp 
you know, because if you're in the middle, you might not have any friends. Like, yeah, what, if you're not with I, us, you're against us. Yeah, it's it's turned into such a binary lately that I I just yeah. I don't understand it. And those um, people are allowed to not like it. I guess. Yeah, no, yeah. no. I, again, I'm sure that there are going to be people who don't like this movie. There are people who really hate Rango. Um, I, those people are wrong, but <laughs> those still, people are just wrong. It's a fact. You know, it's a natural uh, fact. And I was thinking about this recently. Like sometimes. Sometimes there is a movie that you will watch and you'll think, ah, oh, this movie's not very good. And you'll watch it and watch it and it still won't be good. And then at some point you might see it at the right time in your life when you're in the right mood and suddenly it just works for you. Like, especially movies that are, are decent but not great, those movies kind of depend on you and where you are and whether or not it works for, you know, whether or not it's the right movie for you at the right time. It doesn't necessarily mean that that movie is is like shit, you know, um, and and not to mention that they are huge collaborations that sometimes not every part of it works. Like when one thing is wrong in a movie, it doesn't mean that movie is suddenly the worst thing. Um, so I, and sometimes I just, the movie can be terrible and still be great, like Samurai Cop. <laughs> like Samurai, exactly. yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the the point is, you should just be going out there in order to try and enjoy movies and have fun hearing these stories and things like that. And if if you are out there doing the exact opposite, then why are you even what what are you doing? That's how I no. felt. Like that's why I like I've been wanting to tell that. Finally, my third episode, I finally get to say this. I was not a fan of uh, Maddie and Andrew Bueno's review of Pain and Gain. Oh yeah, and for a big reason. It's not because I think it's critically like a success or it should win a bunch of Oscars or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. Like I get it. I get why this movie is not perfect. Yeah. I enjoyed myself in Pain and Gain a lot more than I thought I would, especially out of a Michael Bay movie in recent years. Like, think I when I think of Michael Bay, I think of The Rock, Armageddon, right? Uh, the films that come out of the '90s. I don't think of Transformers. I don't think of The Island. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think um, that's fair. Those are the the movies that defined his career. Yeah, and you know, but the uh, when I watch Pain and Gain, it makes me. F- it's it's like watching a. It's like watching a mainstream version of a Coen Brothers movie. So when I watch that movie, it it, mm. it seems like fun. You know, it's it seems like fun until you get to the midpoint, and then it's like fucking it's insane. Crazy, yeah, yeah. And even then, though, it's still like as a movie fan, I'm chuckling because I'm just like, oh, they made them the bad guys in the tw- turnaround. Like that's yeah. that's cool. That's clever. Not great, but clever. Yeah. Um. But when I looked at the reviews for it, it was like forty three percent, and they were like, while it is Michael Bay's most prothetic. Thought-provoking film to date, it still suffers from the same explosions that Michael Bay already has, that's and that's not true. that's when I realized that I can't trust a critic anymore because I'm just like, so you liked it, but you hated it, yeah. but you're de- you're defining this solely off of what you know from Michael Bay movies, and how many of those Michael Bay movies did you actually watch? Yeah, you know, like I, I honestly, like I saw a movie uh, uh, back a couple of uh, years ago called um, fucking um, Leap Year. It was a romantic oh, yeah. comedy with Amy Adams and that's Matthew a, Good. Yeah. Yeah. Not the best movie in the world, but I went to go see it like when I was in high school and like I watched it again recently actually. Um, the terrain in that movie is beautiful. Yeah, it's it's very beautifully <laughs> shot. Yeah. Um but it wasn't a bad romantic comedy and Amy Adams is a is a fine lead actress and she works herself off like all the time. But I looked at this movie and I looked at the reviews recently after watching it again. Um and it it has shitty reviews and as a film student rightfully so probably but i don't give that 
I don't make give that any downfall, you know? Like, one of my favorite movies of all time is called The Horn Blows at Midnight. It's about an angel who comes down to fucking Earth to blow a trumpet at midnight but gets tackled by angel gangsters. It stars Jack Benny. It's, in ni- it's from 1945. This is a movie that existed. Yeah. It got terrible reviews. That movie is now a comedy cult classic in yeah. a lot of circles for a lot of people. So it goes to show you that no matter what film comes out, it could be the next cult classic. It could be the next like film that inspires another filmmaker. You know, reviews don't mean anything anymore, especially since Ebert's gone. Yeah. You know, Ebert was the last great critic. He's gone now. Who am I going to look forward to? Roper? I, I'm sorry. I Real like nice podcast. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. Su- I'm sure. He, I'm sure Roper's great. I watch his videos sometimes, but he's just he's not a palpable critic. And I love Peter Travers to death, but. Peter Travers is sometimes insane, <laughs> but I think I think that, and I've just ensured that all my movies are getting fifty percent on run. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that part of it is just that there has to be an effort to move away from like this idea of a definitive review or an or a definitive opinion. That with with Ebert, you you sort of got that because he was so good that even if you disagreed with him. His reviews were so extensive that you could be like, okay, I know, I I know why I didn't like the movie this, or the same way he did or whatever. But it's this whole issue of everybody on the on on the internet having an opinion and that opinion having to be either yes or no and nothing in between. That that's the problem. That there isn't a lot of people doing exactly the thing we're doing now, which is sitting around and talking about a movie and talking about what works and what doesn't, so that then like somebody somebody could go see that movie and actually know what they're getting into or 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 after they see it go like I don't know how I felt about that and having somebody sit around and talk about it and 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 sort of walk you through like oh well this is good and this isn't and this is why um well it's I'm, just it's just weird and it, on to that point like and and this will be I, I this will be my last point is, is that you know I give Travers I gave Travers crap a minute ago but I actually like the way he reviews you know mm-hmm. he's he's enthusiastic he gets into himself and you know he he lets you know how much he likes this movie and why he likes it. And that's the kind of critical review that I miss. The one thing that I notice on Rotten Tomatoes is that a lot of these critics that are coming out of here are internet critics. Yeah. I don't know how many of these people have actually been to film school. <laughs> yeah. Or actually been through a film theory course or actually they've watched films, but I've watched films. Yeah. Does that qualify me to be a critic? No. You well, know, hopefully that, it qualifies me to be a critic. No, yeah. <laughs> It's different. It's different. Yeah. You made a podcast. <laughs> I, I will say, like the the thing that I notice is the difference, especially on slash film, is the the people whose whose opinions I care about are people like Peter Serretta, who when I read their reviews, I like or I reviews. see them talk about stuff, I can tell that they love movies. Period. Yeah. It even if they don't like the movie they're talking about. You can tell that there is an enthusiasm for the medium in general and for stories in general and not just this sort of kind of jaded desire to to either tear something apart or pick something apart for good or for bad. Um, that's, the, that's the thing that I don't like saying. Um, I, I, I want to see that anybody I'm listening to, they had better love the thing they're talking about even if they don't love that instance of it. Right. You know, so even if it's... You know, okay, we're talking about Dark Shadows this week. Okay, I don't, I that movie's not very good, but there are things about movies and things about even things about that movie that I enjoyed because I just love movies. Period. Right, and I and think that makes a huge difference in 
Um, and Dark Shadows isn't terrible. I, I mean, it's not great. It's at all. pretty bad. Yeah, it's it's. It, <laughs> well, I'll say that. I will say this. I used to watch the soap opera, and yeah. I thought they didn't handle it half as well. But I think it's because they added Teen Wolf Girl at the end. But yeah, because yeah. that's not part of the show. Well, and and that show was not slapsticky like like. Oh no! It was a, it was a soap opera. It yeah, was like yeah, it yeah. was. Brought Which to you by, I, like, General Soaps or whatever soap yeah. company was sponsoring it. Like, it's – I liked what they tried to do, but I didn't get into it. And then again, right after – right before that, the Avengers had come out. So Yeah, exactly. Already, like, my view was tainted. <laughs> but – but so anyway, so that's been Real Nerds for this week. Um, I am unfortunately not going to be hosting next week because I will be <laughs> stepping down from my mantle. I'm it was retiring. just too much pressure. Not everybody can handle it. I'm retiring to the Cayman Islands where I will be fed hamburgers. Shit. Um, and ha- till, and money. telling my and telling my island boys, get me the butter. So <laughs> <laughs> I will be signing off on this. But before I sign off, please come down to Castleman's Bar and Venue on July 31st for the Real Nerds live show for the Boy Who Stares premiere and also to see Five Steps, The Zone, and uh, 13 Dance Tests and a slew of other great things we have lined up to all support Aurora Rise, the charity that is donated to helping Aurora victims um, who are having financial difficulties and issues. And they are also forming a memorial scholarship, which as men of knowledge, we all love uh, to support education here. So. Absolutely. Um, what time get, and how much? Uh, what time and how much? 8 o'clock on July 31st. Um, $5 online starting on Monday, July 9th. So by the time this airs, you'll already be able to go, oh, hey, I should have put my tickets up a, two days ago. And um, But when you get to the door, it'll be $8. Um, with, $5, uh, with the $5 ticket, um, you can come up and... Um, have a raffle ticket and the raffle ticket will be going towards um coming up on stage to um participate in the game for uh, the real nerds um so you know that's all i've got guys uh do we want to plug anything else here or are we all set i think that's it okay look out for the real pod show episode two at the end of the month what are we seeing next week oh yeah what are we seeing next week I believe it's Pacific Rim. <laughs> Why did I come on the wrong week? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm excited. Oh, fuck Lone Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> Sucked. Moving on. <laughs> Bring Lone on Ranger the Japanese sucks. robots. Pacific Rim sucks. <laughs> All right. Watchmen sucks. Godfellas sucks. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that's been Real Nerds for this week. I am Zach Eastman, your guest host. I'm Brad. I'm James. Have a week. Thank you so much for listening to Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also stream us on Stitcher Radio. Email us, realnerds at gmail.com. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us, at real underscore nerds. Call us, 720-6-NERDS-5. Like us on Facebook. This has been a Nebulous Visions production. Until next week, bye.